Warning. This is a world of heroes and villains, of adventure and adversity, of love and death. The characters portrayed in these stories come from varied walks of life, not all of them healthy, and the journey ahead is dangerous. Sessions may include strong language, suggestive situations, alcohol or drug use, depictions of violence against anyone and everyone, speciesism, classism, social elitism, self-harm, slavery, and death of characters or NPCs. The world can be a dark place, and sometimes bad things happen to good people. If these things make you uncomfortable, you may want to consider alternative listening, but ultimately, only you can decide whether or not this is the show for you. If it isn't, you're under no obligation to say, we hope you find what you're looking for. If it is, then we hope you enjoy the show. And we're live. Thank you for bearing with us. The internet is a fickle mistress. Welcome to Session 8 of Venadia. I will be your narrator this evening, and I would like to take this opportunity to welcome the newest victim member to our cast. Um, lovely, talented, delightfully not American. Um, please introduce Aggressively yourself. not American. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So, um, the group is free of the catacombs at last. Uh, 95% completion rate. Yeah, you know, uh, we did not effectively take out everything we brought in. Um, we tried. We tried. I hate it. <laughs> um, and, uh, so uh, the sun has risen on another day on Jolly Farm, or Miradini, as we'll call it. Um, the group has had its meal. They've rested in at the inn. Um, Amaria has stolen from her bed at the wee hours to do some hunting to clear her head before she airs her theoretical dirty laundry with the group about why she was so ready to burn the town and pack her bags and assume another name in Vegas. Um, so, um, we're gonna start real quick with everybody, um, but, um, Dija, or Dija, 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 Digimon, uh, rolling her initiative, uh, what a reference. if you all would not mind. I do not mind. Go for it. Doesn't mind it. I don't want to talk about my role. That's that good, huh? If it's the lowest one today, that'll be fine. <laughs> All right, so we'll start at the top of my list here. Birdo, would you roll? 71. Nice. Dan? 43. Lolly? Uh, my lucky number, 13. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Fantastic. Izzy, my man? 91. Nice. Very nice. Jordan? Beautiful and lovely 99. Wow. Nice. Top of the roster for the Techno Remix. All right. <laughs> and we will get there momentarily. But first, we're going to start with Digit. Um, since coming to Miradini, you have done what jobs you can to 
put some money in your pockets to afford yourself a room at the inn, the local inn being the Rest and Wake. Um, and you've found uh, odds and ends work to do, nothing particularly glorious as it were, and then a bit of a honeypot job fell in your lap when you were approached by a representative of the local lord and told you that they had adventurers trolling the catacombs beneath Miradini, and they needed to set up an emergency triage and treatment clinic because they might be bringing up injured adventurers. Uh, you were told that it would be a steady 25 orum a day job, which is by far the best pay you've found here. And um, you showed up for what would be a an exciting fixing people, doing the thing and um because you were all about did you do the thing and um unfortunately instead it was a good solid um five days of not a damn thing just sitting in a tent did i still get paid for it oh no you still got paid oh, oh mean, okay damn sure you got paid um, they they are most important part. They they were because uh, if it, I'm going to do nothing, I might as well get paid for it. Oh no, the local lord made absolutely certain that you were paid for nothing else than to deal with the obnoxious flirtations of the local guards and the like, who had not seen an avarial or a uh, an affinity up close. And your wings are so majestic, and you're so lovely. Where are you from? What is it like? What? How did you get started? That's so amazing that you heal people. It must be so deeply rewarding to bring life and inj and uh, to to take injury away from poor victimized people. You're you're such a saint. Um, so you know, after a good eight to ten hours a day of that, um, God bless. Uh, I want to get paid for that. Yeah, God bless Duke Blackstone, the the uh, tall and squarely built local lord who uh, hand-delivered your payments every day and told you that he appreciated your willingness to take your time to be here should your particular skills be required. And uh, um, parting a few scathing glances at other men, sending them skittering about, said, and uh, thank you for your discretion. I... Uh, I, I I am aware that some of the people at the local employ are less than savory. It's 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 fine. I anything anything I can do to help. Well, it is greatly appreciated of you. The Duke is a man of not many words, but of good intention. Your empathy always reads him as honest. Um his uh, emotions at times sharp, at times a uh, wicked sharp tongue on him when dealing with others, but never malicious. He demands action and expects effort, and he sees it from you. He has no qualm with you. The others somewhat more begrudging, but about the time he narrows his eyes, they suddenly find incentive to do the job that's been presented. So thankful for that. Um, you're uh, on the the last night of your job. Previously, you went to deliver some supplies, and upon returning, found the tent full 
of people in various state of array, various states of injury, clothes tattered, one woman missing a goddamn arm, um, puking and sleeping on the floor, arguing amongst themselves. How many corpses in total did you, you know, you brought up two corpses in the beginning. How many badges? 14. 14. We found all 14. 14, yeah. Yep. 14 uh, adventurers reported deceased on discovery in the uh, catacombs. Badges retrieved to be returned to the guild so that family members and other affiliates could be notified of the tragedy. Um, and yeah, I mean, just gross. <laughs> so much vomiting and arguing and stress. Your empathy told you a block away that that was just... A, you, were, you were walking into a nightmare. And um, you did well. You, you bustled. You healed. You made treatments. You made people as comfortable as they would let you. And, you, and I mean, despite the fact that so stressed and so wrapped up in their own events, none of them noticed the goddamn winged woman treating them all for their injuries and the like during the affair. I was passed out. Excuses. You have an excuse. Um, (laughs) So that was the night. Um, They paid you double for that. So in total, go ahead and add 150 Orem to your pocket. Nice. Um, Not bad for just the introduction of today's episode as far as wages go. Um... The day after you've come in to find um, the tents have been emptied. Um, They're breaking everything down. Uh, Lord Blackstone is nowhere to be seen. Instead, the um, event is being overseen by Lord Durlin of Stoneblade. A uh, statuesque man with verdant green hair and a full beard. um, Who... Crooks and eyebrows, you come upon the scene and he goes, Ah, you must be the, the varial healer I've heard so much about. You've done exceptional work. I can't tell you how grateful we are to have your skill set on hand. You're welcome. I I, I did kind of just sit around for five days because there didn't seem to be a whole lot going on, but you're welcome. Oh, simply an absence of death is by no measure something to be disappointed in. Simply having someone of your glorious visions nearby is... An exceptional boost to the morale of the people, I think. Anyway, unfortunately, we are breaking down this event. The uh, bodies from below have been as recovered as they shall be. Um, My task, your final task, in fact, for this, shall be to, and he hands you a bag, deliver these badges to the Adventurer's Guild so that they can inform families of the lost, and to take this bag and hand you a second bag, to the adventuring party who went down and cleaned out the catacombs. Uh, they're over at the Rest and Wake. Um, I didn't catch any of their names, but they shouldn't be hard to find. They have a goddamn trollkin on staff. So, just ask for whichever one has the large, lumpy green one in them, and I'm sure you'll figure it out. And perhaps not spay too much around. You know how trollkin are. You know they're born from an act of viciousness to a woman. So, be safe. I will. Should you require anything else? We got our first taste. Should you require anything else, my dear, please do not hesitate. You shall find me 
at Stone Hollow Mint. And again, it is. It, it takes your hand, like before you have a chance to respond, like your hand, both of his, and goes, Thank you for your attentiveness and your ability. You're welcome. Kiss on the back of the hand, and he is off with three other guys talking about what they're going to do, some other thing, uh, bandits outside of town. And just like that, um, Lord Chad of Bitchington is gone. So, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> so, you gotta throw in at least... Not Lolly. <laughs> no, he's doing that as she's gone. As, as she's gone, if Dunce oh, were great. present with heightened senses, but did you catch the rack on the burial? The other guy's like, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Exactly. His name's Brett. His it name's Brett. A... He he loves women. Brett, it's Chad, definitely. and Bill. All right. So, Deja, the floor is yours. You have a bag of blood-stained and neglected badges in one hand and a bag of God only knows what in the other. Uh, I'll go to the Adventurer's Guild first and drop off the badges. Okay. Because chances are I, I probably won't be needed for that, right? No. I'm just supposed to drop them off. Yeah. So you go to the Adventurer's Guild. Um, people are starting to turn in. Um, on the left wall, there is uh, the job board with odds and end jobs posted on it. Um, part of what you first heard about Miradini as you were coming over on the Iron Rose was that um, they were giving away free Adventurers Guild memberships, which is by far the easiest way to make sustainable money. You pick up a collect some herbs jobs, a, a tutoring job, things like that. It's an easy and reliable way to make some money, so uh, perhaps something you might want to look into at some point. You've been so busy beforehand just doing odd jobs, you never really had a excuse to come down to the Adventurer's Guild. But now that you find yourself standing in line between a, behind a large man holding uh, a sack that is dripping on the floor and um, the the staff there, maybe it's something you want to look at. Um, ahead of you, the large man sets the bag down on the countertop with a squish. <laughs> Fifteen goblin ears. The man behind the uh, bar, uh, gray hair pulled back in a ponytail, um, black clothes, somewhere, not not a well-moneyed man, but at least, you know, able to dress himself in more than scraps out of the, out of the donations bin at the church, looks at him with an expression that says, I have not had enough coffee for this kind of bullshit yet. He opens the bag and he goes I'm just going to take your word on that And he counts out and he counts out the money for the guy He goes Have a nice day sir He goes Thank you Makes his way out He uh, takes his pen The bag of ears into the nearby waste bin How can I help you? Hi, um, Lord Lord Yoram of Stoneblade sent me. He gave me these badges to return to the Adventurer's Guild. Ah, thank you. He takes the bag and opens them up and goes, 
you couldn't have paid me enough to go down there. That, from what I've heard, the horror stories. Yeah, no thanks. Um, yeah, you should have seen the ones who made it back alive. Oof, no thanks. Uh, you could not pay me enough for your job. Um, here, he uh, hands you a pouch of money. Thanks. Have a good morning. You too. He looks around and he goes, Fuck, I'm going to need another pen. <laughs> <laughs> I could use a pen and give it to him. He goes, Thank you. Um, and your business here is concluded as you walk by. Um, on your way out, you have a momentary ping of interest in your peripheral from empathy. Um, most likely somebody checking you out. Nothing you probably want to pay attention to. That's not something you're unaccustomed to in the city here. You don't, you know, you, you're in a dense population area and affinities are relatively few and far between. So you are quite the attention getter. Okay, I guess it's back to the inn now then. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming I don't have to return this money to Joab. I'm just going to keep it. Yes. This is, this is my money now. Yes. You called James. If you were still I, at the counter, he would look at you and say, I won't tell if you won't. So you make your way over to the rest and wake. As you open the door, uh, the sound of forks and knives clinking becomes all the more apparent. The smell of fresh breakfast meats, the sizzle of eggs and sausage, um, the smell of hot tea and coffee, general chit-chat, kind of washes over you as you enter your way in. It's a, a, a modest place. Um, given your work hours, although you've been staying here, you haven't seen much of the business side of it. Um, people smile, a handful of them are, ooh, as you come in. Um, but, you know, not all that uncommon. Many of them aren't awake enough to pay attention to much yet. Um, as you, uh, make your way over, the, uh, owner of the inn, uh, shorter man with a pair of glasses on his nose and Shaggy black hair smiles. Says, Morning. How can I help you? Morning. Um, I am looking for a group of adventurers. I do not know their names because Lord Durham could not be ours learning their names, apparently. Huh. But um, he stifles a stifles a, a an, an impertinent smirk behind one hand. Apparently, one of them is a trollkin. Ah, yes. You want the favorites. They're up in Suite 4. Um, most of them. One of them, I think, went out this morning. But oh, all right. somebody should be up there. If you give it a knock, I'm sure they'll answer. Oh, all right. I'll I'll go looking. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He nods. One of the guys there goes, you always give out the people's information when they ask it. He looks at him and he goes, they have a trollkin. I would feel genuinely bad for whichever sad sack thought he was going to rob that room. You make your way up the stairs. A couple of sleepy adventurers make their way past you on their way down. 
Uh, one of them uh, is not apparent at all. The other one just gives you a smile and a nod as he makes his way by. Um, only notable because his hair is the dark blue of water. His clothes rustle as he makes his way past. Odd colors, not ones you've seen before, but not much more notice than that. You make your way up to the uh, hallway. The suites are numbered on their way down. You find it. You knock on the door. Halstead, you're in the middle of your uh, morning stretch, composing your daily sonnet to Tiberius. <laughs> um, when there is a, a quiet but insistent rap on the door. Just let me count the ways I love thee. One, one thousand. Two, one thousand. <laughs> oh my god. How so it'll just like, oh, I wonder who that could be. Uh, hops, like, hops off the couch, goes over and just like, you know that gif of the red panda having to jump up and reach the doorknob? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, yeah. The door creaks open. Um, at first, there was no one there, but um, how tall is Hope? Uh, like five feet. Okay. Five five. Um, you you shift your gaze a little bit to find um, a small furry raccoon man in a uh, t-shirt and. Uh, Pajama pants, ink stains on his fingers. Um, uh, for uh, Halstead, um, there's a goddamn angel at the door. Would you like to take this opportunity to um, to uh, describe your character? Uh, so, uh, Halstead is uh, he is three feet tall. Uh, has the uh, sort of like tanuki brown uh, fur coloring, like the like the black steer like uh, tear stains along the face. He's got little round glasses that just like rest on top of the nose, just like purely purely for aesthetic. Uh, and. Uh, yeah, he's he's got a t-shirt on because normally he would be in a tweed suit, but that got ripped to shreds uh, down below. And uh, right now you see him in a t-shirt that's like way too long for his body. (laughs) So it's basically, but um, but yeah, yeah, it's basically a dress. And Halsted's just there, like, well, uh, hello, uh, Professor Halsted Honeycomb. Uh, Can I help you? Uh, Please describe yourself as well, Deja. Okay, so I'm about. Five feet tall, and probably the first thing you notice is the wings. These great big white feathery wings that kind of kind of trail the floor a little bit because their the wingspan is actually slightly longer than she is. Um, fairly modestly dressed, she wears a Holocaust <laughs> robe, and she is basically a mage, and. She has a large amount of very curly white hair. And her skin is... Basically, everything about her is white. 
except for her robe. Okay. Color palette, no. Yeah, color palette, no. Just check <laughs> off with your colors. So, <laughs> so Halsa just looks up and down. It's just like, oh, it was good while it lasted. Oh. No, uh, printer ran out of ink. Like, no, just like, like it was good while it lasted. Dunst, there's uh, something going on in the front room. Well, I can hear stuff. Yes. Um, Dunce, um walks out of his room, still sewing the new cloak from all of the pieces that he got the day before. Um, I'm assuming he has to duck and go sideways through the door. Yes. Um, so, yeah, Dunce kind of sticks his head out for a second. Can I see her from, like, where my bedroom is, or do I have to, like, shift my weight over? No, as you look over your house, and go, well, it was good while it lasted. And as you <laughs> peek around the corner, there is a great white radiant angel standing in the doorframe. Uh, she looks really confused. She's like, huh? What? What was good? What was the whole, the whole afterlife thing, you know, are you here for that? No, no, you, you're not dead. Oh, phew, well then come on in. <laughs> I, I, spot, I spot Dunst and I'm like, okay, you are the people I'm looking for then. I was given this for you by Lord Durham. I don't know what's in it, but... There you go. And she just kind of hand, holds it outwards for somebody to take. Okay, well, Halstead has moved away and invited you to come inside. Um, the nightmare peeking around the corner in the back there um, with a head damn near the size of half your torso. Um, uh, go ahead yeah. and describe Dunce. Yeah. Um, so now up with it, like in front of his face, because he's not quite sure still how people react to seeing him, um, is an eight foot 10 trollkin. Um, he's wearing a very, very simple tunic that looks like it's been put together with other garments of clothing that on their own would not fit him. Um, and he is currently in the middle of knitting what looks to be a giant, like throw rug type deal. Um, and uh, he's green model skinned, not pretty to look at. And it doesn't help at the fact that all of what you can see up his arms, his face around his head is covered in scars. Um, he obviously has been through the ringer um, and he is looking at you very, very nervously, um, almost with anticipation, thinking that he's either going to have to rush forward to protect his little buddy or jump backwards through his bedroom door and slam it and save himself, but he's just kind of standing there frozen because you've obviously seen him already so he can't go hide so try not to move and try and look small. For uh, Hope's benefit, the uh, thick massive kielbasa-like fingers of our green-skinned man um, clutching the, uh, the knitting needles he's working with um, he is actually, his form is fantastic. And he holds them with absolute skill and precision. This is not something he's unaccustomed to. He has clearly performed this act many times. Um, in okay, you miss. In terms of empathy, he is um, nervous of you. 
Um, until you say that, at which point his, his heart, like, cries tears for a second. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Halstead, uh, the little raccoon man, is um, so, just pure sunshine. He's just the happiest, sappiest little bastard. He, you're literally, you're literally looking at Accurate. the world's largest toddler, and what should have been the main character of the movie Ted. So yes, it would have been such a more wholesome film. Oh, but we like it. Oh yeah. All right. So yes. Um. To to Dunce's uh, surprise and potential delight, the first thing Hope says to him is. Oh, hey, you niche. I am immediately distracted by by fiber arts. Um, Dunce kind of looks at you, looks down at his hands for a second, does, goes back and forth like five more times and just goes, yeah. Well, let's have a look at what you're working on. She immediately just comes over and starts like holding it up and looking at it, like inspecting your stitches. Dunce tries to back up, but like she gets there too quickly and he's just like, Oh, okay, I guess we're gonna do this now. Uh, Besides, I have the ba- I have the bag in one hand and the the network in the other. I'm I'm completely distracted. I'm too busy looking. It's really good. Hey, look at it. Can I just have a look at your needles there for a second? I start inspecting the needles. I just like I have one hand. And I'm kind of holding one of your hands while I look at you the way you're holding the needles. Dunce is kind of rubbernecking between his hands, your hand on his hand, and over at Halstead going, there's there's a strange lady in the suite. Uh, he's kind of looking to, Hal- to Halstead to be like, what do I do? I can't speak. What Riker, happened? Just- <laughs> Riker, um, you're still in the thrall of the Cursed Moon, although your powers are somewhat subdued because of whatever that concoction Serenity gave you was. <laughs> However, um, you are aware of a new and foreign smell to the suite. It's uh, like fresh linens and sunshine. And uh, you can that. hear a very animated voice happening outside the room, the one that is not one you're accustomed to. All right, Dunce, who's the one who... Who's the one who's acting all fucking happy before COVID? Smelling like a damn rainbow. Did you walk out? I'm like, like this as I'm walking out. So I'm talking. Yeah. Horns on face, waking up. Dunce? (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to say Dunce, like, without taking his eyes off of the woman that's got her hands all over his cloak, just goes, a a small lady with wings. Wait, did you say wings and yeah. small? They're, well, they're, hello they're... there. The name's Riker Lattimore at your service. Yeah, there it is. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I knew this was coming. I knew I knew this was coming so fast. I was like, "How do?" I'm like, "How do we sell the cast on this?" I'm like, "Riker's golden. Riker's going to be like, excuse me, Sheila with wings." <laughs> 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 All right, moving on. Um, you've received a, a, inter, a, a new interaction uh, from a. Uh, uh, how 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 um, how how do you sleep, Riker? Uh, so, Obviously Riker not in full yeah. armor. So. Yeah, 
doesn't um he's got uh i guess sleeping trousers on and like a the equivalent of a wife beater like a rag that he just puts on he doesn't sleep without a shirt um um and uh you can tell that the golden-eyed silver-striped brown-haired um man is uh waking up but it's like if uh you were a shot of espresso the second he saw you and now he's awake <laughs> you remind me of someone just they don't have wings so it's pleasant uh what brings you here I can't, I kind of remember myself and I let go of the knitting I'm like oh yeah I I have this for you oh even better, you're bringing me money. It's the only person that was described to me. I, I wasn't given any names. The only person that was described to me was this fella, and she points to Dunce. Right, he's hard to miss, so that makes sense. Lolly, um, you've arrived at the room. The door is open. Yeah. Riker looks like he's doing his best Old Spice. Look at your man. Now look at me. Now look at your man. Now look at me. Now look at your man. Now back to me. I turn into Sadly, a Sadly, he's not me. But if you were Old Spice, he could smell like me. Exactly. Um, so that Halstead is grinning. Dunce, um, Dunce is about to do his best helicopter impression and lift off. And um, Sersha is only now beginning to stir. Sleep. A would look around and she'd be like, okay, so everyone's here. And then she would spot the lady with wings. I bet you make great And she pillows. just stopped. And she's like, looks down mm-hmm. at Halstead. Remind me that hurting people is a bad thing because, man, Hi. those wings look so expensive. Hunts immediately <laughs> takes A. A, no. I know, no. I know. We don't meet people. I'm learning. I know. I didn't say that that's you touch only Halstead. You didn't Amaria. hear this. This is for Halstead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Listen yes. Listen here, baby back rib. Oh! <laughs> oh! Fight you. Bang, bang, bang. Oh, gosh. You're lucky that's, that's out of character. You're lucky it's out of character. <laughs> it is out of character. Oh, I was about to say, as as Hope watches as this entire party starts killing each other in the street. Just stands there in a room full of dead people, still holding the package going, this is so great. How did you do this fine work? As, like, Dunce's hands are just like, it, it's, it's chill. Yeah, I got it, I got it. No. But so, A basically picks up Halstead and she's like, I'm using you to keep my hands busy. As she walks over and it's like, and who is this angel of sorts? Oh, this is, uh, well, actually, I, I never got her name. Oh, hi, oh. Hope. And just like, you just see like a tiny little paw like extend outward for a handshake. I shake it. It is, without a doubt, it is like, it looks chinchilla fur feel like a wet dish wet dish towel it is that soft it's true <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> should i explain what a looks like yes please yes so, the woman holding halstead up like he's an unruly child at walmart uh a has shoulder length 
platinum blonde hair, which changed recently. Um, she has a long scar with padding on her cheek with some blood on it. Um, currently, she has her long bow and her quiver on her. And she's basically dressed in like a tank top and pants with boots. You can see her uh, seed core showing just a little bit, but you can't see what elements are showing. What she that, make sure to hide What that, that means basically is oh, there's yes. a, a crystal visible, almost like a like a pendant for a large necklace, but it's not worn. It's actually embedded <clears throat> in the skin. It's a part of her. Um, you encountered them while you were, um, you encountered information about the Chevalier while you were going through your training classes. They are imbued with uh, elemental energy. They're the descendants of the children of Fallon, the god of elements and balance. Um, they, each one of them, possesses an affinity, no pun intended, uh, for a specific element, um, which is identified by whatever color is reflected within it. Hers is obscured enough that you can't tell much, only that she's got a shining going. And a, and a man. Yes. And hands. So. Let me see what happens. Okay. Um, and, and yes, Sersha, despite your best efforts to sleep it off, um, there is a discourse in the uh, main area of the suite. <sighs> Just like when the youngling came. Sersha is going to rock out of bed into a change of clothes with his turtleneck that goes down and is in her pants, so she's fully covered. Uh, and Dan? Yeah. Odds or evens? Mm, evens. Uh-oh. Okay, you use the right hand to roll over and catch yourself. Uh, oh, this is going to be a thing. I don't like Oh, this. no. I don't like She's this game. Learn. <laughs> I don't like this game. He, he, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. I was actually going to make that thing here in a second. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> well, it was she, a lot better than it would have been. Hope the mo- the retinue of the group is dismissed by a grumble, grumble. <laughs> Ow, son of a bitch! But, um... <laughs> but she is wrong appendage. <laughs> so, there was no face plant into the nightstand. Um, oh, gosh. Not today. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. So, um, yes. Uh, discourse continues. Um, Sersha, you are... Blinded. Whenever I come into the room and for a split second, uh, Sersha's hand reaches back to her journal and, like, pats. And you can hear, like, paper leafing around and then she gets like, a closer look at the affinity in them. She is very familiar with the species. And she just kind of looks around at the group and she says, What happened? Nice winged lady paid, came to pay us money and she likes my cloak. Good. Good. Um, so I'm, she- just, I'm just I'm hanging out. <laughs> I've always wanted a stuffed house that has a wonderful plush. He is my stand-in. Coming soonish. <laughs> to merch stores near you. 
Search. <laughs> I mean, that would be ama an amazing plushie, though. Just saying. Thank you. I demand an army. <laughs> um, A would. Oh, go ahead. Nope. That was oh. just me filling silence because silence yeah. makes me. A would go ahead and uh, look at um, Hope and would say, So it seems everyone might know. So the wings, can you fly? Is that rude? To is it rude to ask? Who looks at Halstead? Is it rude to ask someone if they can fly? Oh, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Is it, I hope it's not rude. <laughs> no, no, I don't care. I can fly. You have value. We hmm? keep her. Hey, stop. Amaria, not, not everyone... Not, like... not oh, everyone has oh. to have value to be valuable. <laughs> and this gem of an affinity has a lot of value. Okay, How so you will not be laying not one finger... Hustling. On those wings, or on this beautiful, amazing person. Anybody Not else hear careless whisper lilting in the background? is <laughs> <laughs> just looking at this, just like... Also, I rescind my idea of going to Shadowdale if such a beauty is going with us, because then problems might happen. You simp. <laughs> that is not a word. Say that. Not a word. That is not a word. That's no, not a word. Yeah. Not only. Yes, Dunce. Dunce is kind of looking between everybody talking, and he's still like just sitting here with his needles. The needle. You actually cannot moving. say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, yeah, we just got it. Um, I don't know. What it, I don't know what that means. Um, but no. <laughs> Dunce's, the needle has completely stopped. And he's kind of looking between all of his friends and this new lady who didn't scream and run when she saw his face. Um, and he just kind of looks around for a second and goes, Wait a um, So, I'm, con I'm confused again. Can we... Confused then? Well, there's a new lady who came to pay us, I'm assuming that's m money in the bag. I have no idea. I didn't look. You should take the bag. Dunst just holds one hand out while, like, fumbling with the needle in his cloak, making sure he doesn't, like, poke himself with the finger. And she puts the bag in his hand. Dunst, like, just kind of does one of these. <laughs> I don't know. Is it money? Yes, there is the distinct jingle of metal in there. You know, that's my favorite sound, guys. Oh, speaking of which, Riker, A pulls out a thing. I have our bounty money. Oh, well, just hand over my half. A does mean? that. What do you mean your half? I carried them. You were unconscious. I'll give what? you some. some. And, to be and I completely, and to be honest about it, I carried you too. I think it'd be best if you didn't anger the man who can turn into a monster. So you will I give me my fair share. I shackled them for. What did you do, Dan? She I shackled them. I'm not sharing my money. Oh, now it's your money. <laughs> no, my half. I already split it and gave you yours. Do you want the curse? Because I will give it to you. It is not pleasant. 
Dunce is going to look over at Riker and go, if we continue to work together, we split what happens as a team. It would it took all of us to go in. It took all of us to get out. And if you have a problem with that, you can head back to Shadow Deck. I am only asking for my share. She's the one who wants to keep share. it for herself. I hope there's a gentleman share. next to you who's offering up a small paper bag. He says, you should try one. They're really good. <laughs> Wait, he's still here? Isaac! Yeah, I, Isaac, is, there's a gentleman standing next to you. You passed him on the stairway earlier. Glasses ruffled, kind of a, a dirty gray hair. Uh, pulled back into short ponytail. Uh, white shirt, black vest over it. Breeches and polished boots. Uh, he has a bag across his back with an umbrella tucked into it. And he's holding up a, a small paper sack of effectively what's small pieces of funnel cake and powdered sugar. I help myself to some of that. Like, thank you. Yeah, no worries. Dunce takes a minute, looks at the money pouch that he's holding, reaches around and straps it to his waist, and then goes, fine, then the Duke can count this out for the f- five of us when we get over there, because obviously I can't trust anybody here, myself included, to count it on their own. I don't also, also, I mean, if you like, I, I can count it for you. And then you, uh, as Hope says that, Riker turns to her and you see his demeanor change. It's fine. We'll just have the Duke count it. It's no big deal. No one's really angry at each other. We all get along perfectly fine. This is not an accurate first impression of how we all are. I'm sure that me and everyone else are great people. So just search is going to walk up first. and give him a big thump on the shoulder with her nub. <laughs> Dunce That's is, right. He, Dunce is going to turn to Amaria and Halstead and go, was that what sarcasm looks like? Because I still don't know if I like it. Yes. <laughs> the uh, the gentleman with the bag of, of bread looks at you and he goes, they're kind of like dysfunctional <clears throat> siblings. It's adorable. Fair enough. Now, now, let's just all get along. I'm sure we can split the profits nice and evenly. And if we don't, I'll run all of you through the damn wall. <laughs> Amaria immediately... <laughs> You saw it. Isaac did not stay in the room with you guys last night, by the way. Oh, yeah. He came in with me. So he let himself in. Yeah, he let himself in about five minutes ago. You guys have still not closed the door. I literally was about to say, no one closed the door behind Hope when she came in. Yeah, no. He's just standing there next to him, um, standing out in the hallway uh, in respectful pose, not letting himself in, is Gideon. Robes pulled on the floor around his feet, hair pulled back in a fresh ponytail. When people look over, he just smiles and goes, You can come in. I'm not mad at you. I kind of trust you now. Well, thank you. He lets himself in quietly. He's a quiet shuffle as he moves across the floor. Uh, the gentleman with the water blue hair is dressed in a, for lack of a better phrase, a traditional samurai style garb, which is not a traditional style of clothing one is seen around here. He, he enters the room just past the door, but does not draw much closer than that to the rest of the group while they're hashing this out. Did he, did he close the door? Yes. Okay. Yeah, oh. As he walks in, he goes, just swats the door closed behind him. Look, it's fine. I'm sorry I got heated, Amaria. Speaking of what everyone's going to do today, even though that's not what we were speaking about, what's everyone <clears throat> going to do today? We have to go talk to the Duke. We also have to go for your lesson at Fandle Forge. About that, 
Actually, never mind. I just needed to pick something up, so I figured I would go with you guys when you dropped him off. Uh, I have a letter to drop off, but I can go with you guys if you want. Yeah. Um, Mendunce, you can see, is kind of like trying to fold up his cloak, and he definitely pricks himself with the needle and just takes it. Ow! Um, and then he goes, um, do you, uh, shall we go in to see the Duke first? I think that takes precedent, if no one else is of objection. Then Dunce looks over to Hope and goes, you coming? Yeah, I got nothing else to do for the rest of the day. Okay. Might as well. Which Duke? Uh, What's his name? The, 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 high, the big, Dunce kind of looks at the rest of the group and goes, the big, Duke Blackstone. Duke Blackstone. Yeah, that that one. Okay. Uh, Long silver is, hair, I believe. Is everyone up? Mm-hmm. Isn't someone still asleep somewhere? No. Uh, uh, well, sorry. Just used to having the other one around. Dunce, Dunce <laughs> again, sorry. He kind of looks over to Hope and goes, um, I know this is probably uh, stupid, um, but I carry... Uh, Halstead around everywhere. So if your feet get tired, I know you can fly, so you probably don't need it, but if you need me to carry you, I can. It's one of the things I'm good at. I'll bear that in mind. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right, Halstead down. Just like, like, as I'm being set down, like, you hear that, Riker? Dunce offered to pick her up. <laughs> you do that. It's not... Look, <laughs> and Pasta just gets his sippy cup. I'm and not just. A gives Halstead a little high five. <laughs> just, I'm not just yeah, gonna. Good I'm not just gonna strip down so that I can prove a point that I could also carry her load if I wanted to. Riker, Riker, Riker. She doesn't know why you just said that. I understand. I'm, very I'm trying to keep it that way. <laughs> Look, I swear I am not a pedophile. All right. Oh, um, what? <laughs> or a pervert or any of those things I am a perfectly normal person that has an ability that's it now if you will excuse me I'm going to take the next five minutes to think about everything that I've said and get ready to go okay Sometimes just make sure you don't talk about us there's only one thing I could think of that would require taking your clothes off the guy next to you uh, hopes says He's a lycanthrope. He's did it like oh. several times down in the undergrounds when they were fighting big it, nasty monsters. Oh, right. Okay. That makes a whole lot more sense and it is a lot less weird than what I was thinking. But yeah, no, he's not a pervert. He's just cursed with a forced change of forms during the full moon. Oh, okay. That's a lot cheaper to get naked for. Actually, how big is the room that he would have came from where he slept? Um... Not super large, a little bigger than you know, like the first bedroom you ever had as a kid. While he's cha- while he's getting ready, um, before he puts on his armor, and after he's taken off the rags that he was wearing, he tries to shift. Nope. What the fuck? He's good. Damn it! It did that too. All right. Okay. Play it cool. For the next however long this thing lasts, you can die. It's okay. And then he comes out in a suit of armor shortly after, sometime. 
Yes, Dunce. <laughs> I was going to say, if we're all getting ready, Dunce is still just in his tunic. Right. Um, so he goes back, comes back out, studded armor, just in time to finish the cloak. Um, and you can see as he's as he like walks back into his room, he's like furiously being like, he's just like, you guys can all go ahead. I'm not leaving until I know I can hide. Um, and he like is in there fumbling around really quickly, comes back out, the new cloak, just about the same, except it looks like it was actually made all of the same material instead of being this weird patchwork thing that potentially had like striped white and blue pajamas and like maybe a set of like like pink in there in the first one. But this new one is um, uh, brown and tan on the outside. Um, it looks a lot more put together. Um, and you actually see that Dunce is stitching actually makes the pattern of a crossed hammer and a shepherd's crook on the back. So you can see that he has a new like thingy on the back. I forgot to mention that earlier. I carry a shepherd's cook. Oh! Oh! Oh, how funny. Well, the group is shuffling around, getting ready. The guy standing next to you, Hope, extends his hand, and he goes, I'm Isaac. Nice to meet you, Isaac. He points over Um, the other one and goes, that's Gideon. And nice to meet you, too. Oh! Uh... Group puts themselves uh, together the, over the next ten minutes. Yeah, how's it not in the long dress T-shirt anymore? He's got like his uh, he's got a white shirt on, a uh, a, tw- an, a spare tweed vest, but no other jacket, and he's got a little uh, a little green bow tie. Just kind of rocking back and top little sack of rocks on our side. It looks the same. She was chilling with you while everyone was getting ready. Yes. Alright. Dunce kind of comes back out, realizes that he may have made a mistake, and then walks over to Hope and like kneels down, not like close, close, but close enough so that they're maybe on the same eye level. And then he not just quite. goes but it's Not, a good yeah. effort. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, An yeah. effort has been made. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, he kind of goes, oh, I forgot, I'm Dunce. Yes, we do Dunce. Oh, yeah, oh. we should say our names. I'm A. Uh, uh, Professor Halstead Honeycomb the Fourth. You can call me Halstead. In his robotic form. Yep. I already said it earlier, but the name's Riker, Riker Lattimore, and I am at your service. Guns keeps like looking over to Riker, being like, he never talks like this. (laughs) I just love that Sersha is less than subtly rolling her eyes. (laughs) It's like, my God. Damn it. <laughs> All right. So, um, oh man, that's funny. The group makes their way out then with the new one in tow. Mm-hmm. And Looks you like were it. afraid she wouldn't know how to work herself into the group. We just kind of dragged her along. Yes. Anybody who doesn't yell, anybody who doesn't immediately scream at and or punch Dunce, he's okay with hanging out with him. Okay. You uh, make your way downstairs. The uh, 
front room of the inn where all the dining takes place is filled up. The general smells of bacon and other breakfast meats sizzling away as their plates are being dished out. Glasses are being clinked. There's a couple of guards getting absolutely toe up before 9 o'clock in the morning. That's not weird. Um, the general thing. Um, Aaron waves at the group as you guys come down the stairs. Morning. Is you staying for breakfast or you got business today? Food. Dunsley. Yeah, Dunce literally looks at the rest of the group. He's just like, can we eat? Something light, maybe? And then we get on our way. Nothing too heavy. Uh, you guys want to? I've already eaten when I was hunting earlier. But I'll sit with you guys. Um, Hope is distracted by something. Um... Uh, Hope, you've uh, tailed to the back of the group as you're walking away. You hear the voice before, and you don't have to look to know who it is. She goes, You really need to improve your standards on who you associate with, darling. (laughs) 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 Ah, shit. The rest, I see of the, if I could, the rest of the group makes its way to the table. I see if I can sneak past this person she, while kind of sticking with the group, just like, you know, that I'm, I'm not here. Really? You're going to ignore me, Hope? Really? The least the oh, all right. do... Oh, all right, fine. You turn around, your mother is standing there. Normal traveling clothes, as she is expected. A swordsman's breeches, white shirt, red vest. Her hair is pulled back in a ponytail that slumps over one side. Her eyes are, of course, as always, the unnatural shade of red that you would expect as she looks at you. All right, what do you want? This isn't a very good group for you to associate with, especially not that one. She nods towards a... uh, the, uh, the one-armed one. She says, uh... Oh, what's wrong with them? She's been dabbling. She's been in contact with three Nephilim. They're not the kind of thing you should associate with. I know you're an adult, sweetie. I'm just looking out for you. Yeah, By the way, no, you know, the group is not aware of the conversation at all. I'm ordering yeah. fruit. Cabbage for me. Trying to sneak bacon onto uh, uh, Riker's plate for me. Uh, I'll have the uh, house that's special. Bacon. One of everything. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Dunce will literally just be like, pancakes, please. Okay. Yeah, Aaron waves and he goes, I know exactly what you want, big guy. I'll have it up for you in a minute. Thank you. Mommy, I just... As we're getting our food, A looks to the rest of the group and kind of bumps into Sersha. So our new friend, it looks like she's speaking with someone that's powerful. Do you know different Nephilim, maybe, or beings? I, I'm not quite sure, but I can I can feel a lot of power coming from her. Do we trust the 
angel that you guys were talking about. Cersei, you don't see anybody. You just see her standing there with her arms crossed, having a conversation to somebody who's not visible. Either higher up the staircase, or she's having a conversation by herself. I'm totally oh. talking to myself right now. I don't see anybody. Maybe she's like you. Maybe she sees that dead. I, I don't know. You'll have to ask her yourself. She looks, she leans towards you, Hope. She goes, sweetie, you know that the divine forces are questionable and the Nephilim are loose cannons. Absolutely not the kind of thing you should associate with. And she's been with three of them. She could be a Beldame looking to forge contracts. She could be something else. It's just, I don't like it when you're around forces that are questionably maligned. You you have a greater purpose than you recognize now. And I don't want to see it muddied by that. Shove okay, the last say... watermelon in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of look at Sushi when she does this, and I, I kind of look back, and I'm like... Uh, are all of us just going, Go! Go, yeah, go, basically. Go. <laughs> We're all just watching Sergio stuff her face and cheering Years her of training have brought me to I've this. never seen a, a one-handed monk eat an entire watermelon in one bite. <laughs> Intimidating. I've one-handed monk before. Oh my gosh. And this is the scene that is unfolding at the table as yes. Hope looks at them. Yes. And then back and is like... Really? Well, I know, it really? I know it doesn't look like much hope, but really, you, you have to trust me on this. Nephilim the person not... who consorts with Nephilim is currently stuffing an entire watermelon into her mouth. Well, she's damaged. Maybe she's been hit in the head too many times. I don't know. <laughs> While I... being encouraged by a walking, talking teddy bear. I... I didn't say it made sense. I just said that she has the mark of three Nephilim on her. I am concerned for what that represents for you. That could lead you into places you're better off not going. I've literally only met these people. I don't know anything about them. <sighs> just please take it with a grain of salt, sweetie. I take everything you say with a grain of salt. I mean, with... Okay, I'm gonna go, bye! And she walks away. She just throws her hands in the air and she goes, you bring them into the world and they just turn their back on you! <sighs> Do I hear that when she says that? Yes. She she just turns... She, she looks over and she just goes... <sighs> and she just sweeps her arm like that and she literally folds out of existence. Yo, Angel, why don't you come sit by me real quick? I need to talk to you. 30 seconds. Sure. Go, 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 Isaac's just trying really hard not to... Isaac's trying really hard to focus on what he's doing, and Gideon's sitting back there all... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we broke one of them. I was about to say I love Gideon more and more by the day. <laughs> this is the most out of character Sersha will ever be, and it's to provide comedic relief. <laughs> Welcome. So while everyone is watching Sersha eat the watermelon, I lean in to Hope and say, So your mom, what is she? No one in particular. Uh, then explain to me why none of my 
why uh, Watermelon Head over here, as I point back to Sersha, didn't get to see her when I could. Is she dead? By chance. Um, or just what? like a spirit. I don't need to know what she is. I just, I'm curious. No, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's alive. I know, sure. uh, to, be honest, to be honest, I've never actually asked her. Touche. I mean, what are you supposed to tell parents when you... Are you alive? Yeah, like, <laughs> it, is... it's not something you can just bring up in conversation. You can't just, you know, be talking about breakfast one minute and then go, see, are you dead? Touche. Touche. Just had to ask. I was curious. But, here. If you would like, we have watermelon, I think. A looks back at the table. Uh, Sersha, can she have some watermelon if she wants? Oh, Maybe some that hasn't been in your mouth. In my mouth. Oh, I'll, um, I'll a table where the rest of the fruit is. I have bacon <laughs> that Riker refused to take if you would like some. Look, you know what? It's fine. You can eat the bacon. It's no big deal. Honestly, He's not everybody everybody loves bacon. You know, even <laughs> even <laughs> even someone like you can eat bacon. It's fine. I won't you take offense. Hope in the nicest way possible. Can you please just bite? Even if you're not hungry, bite the bacon and look at him directly and say how delicious it is. I just need. I need. I. That's going to do the wrong things here. Um. Hey, we we have a. Thing. Let's eat. Dunce, okay. Dunce immediately hearing A say that goes to cup like Riker's head, covering both his ears and his eyes, and he goes, "Stop it! That's not nice." Fine. <laughs> No, it's fine. Uh, she can eat the bacon. I'm not going to stop anyone. Well, anyone. She can eat the bacon. It's fine. I'll be fine. I'll live. Aaron sets right. the platter of pancakes down in front of Dunce, and he goes, here you go, big guy, fresh off. Thank you. Dunce is going to, like, look down at Riker to be like, he just said what? And then he's going to turn to the rest of the group and look at Hope and go, gosh, you should have shown up days ago. And then he's going to start eating his pancakes. Me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, you just see him like, like everything is uh, just come out. Where like you have waffles, he just like got the plate of waffles, egg, sausage, bacon, folds it like a taco, and just. He's the scientist. <laughs> I, I could I could have guessed that much. Yeah, the professor and all. So what do you do? I mean, this and that. Odd jobs. I'm a healer by trade. Oh. So, when it comes to healing, do you leave scars? I try not to. Depends on the severity of the injury. Not deliberately. A looks around and is like, are any of you guys, well, after what we've seen, are any of you squeamish, so? No, haven't been. My guts were outside of me. <laughs> so she's gonna turn her back to the table. <laughs> a opens up and you see a fresh cut from the bottom of her eye to her cheek. Uh, so I got some gold. I can pay you to heal this, but I want a scar. Okay. Um. I, I start inspecting it. I kind of 
check for like the depth of it see if it'd leave a scar anyway with or without healing oh it'll definitely leave a scar although uh, the scar will be significantly worse without magical healing it's a clearly not a it's it's not a precise injury it's almost as if some kind of daft idiot gouged their own face with a, a blunt short sword or something with a relatively dull edge i wonder who would do that it's not dull i sharpened it <laughs> <laughs> yes but did you? But did you? Um, did you a sharpen it or did you dunce sharpen it? Because those are two different brands of sharp. It's true. I sharpened it as well as I possibly thought I could. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll have a scar one way or the other, but magical healing will make the scar much less. Do you know how I got these scars? Oh no. Oh, we like that aesthetic, though. Okay, yeah, no, please heal. <laughs> okay, so I look, I look over it with a tra- with a trained eye, and I'm like, how bad do you want the scar to be? Um, like, do you want do you want to look like you've been bald by a one clawed bear, or do you just want like a simple little sexy scar? Because either way, you're getting a scar. But there's the little, you know, the little one. Worst case scenario, I'll just make a new one. Okay, fair enough. So I, I'm with I'm Dunce right just... now. <laughs> Dunce is sitting there, and he looks over to Halstead and goes, "Why is she giving herself these? I'm covered in them, and I don't like it." Riker right? himself also has a fair amount of them. Yeah, well, this guy's sexy. Damn Scar- right they are. Damn sexy. fucking right they are. That's, what, Dunce, that's not what this is for. Dunce, Dunce is going to look between. Dunce, is going, Dunce is going to look between Halstead and Riker and go, "They're what?" Sexy. I, Isaac and Gideon just exchange a glance and make, just like both make eye contact and then look away. They make it's, you want to something. It, it makes people think that they look strong if they have them. Other people seem to think that if you have them too, which is why a lot of people respect you. It's like you've survived a battle. There you go. Scars are impressive. Isaac goes, or you could just be taller than Jesus himself. No pressure. Who? Who? Dunce is going to kind of look at his arms for a second and he goes, I was once told by somebody, somebody who has too many scars is stupid because they haven't learned how to duck yet. Gideon looks you straight in the face, Dunce. And he looks at you and he says, your body is the road of which your life has traveled. Your scars, your injuries, the points of reference, clear or not, are not indications of an intelligence or a lack thereof. They are merely an accumulation of the events of the story of your existence. I went down the one street the wrong way and had to make a U-turn. <laughs> Dunce is going to look at Gideon for a second, and Gideon can see the gears turning and the wheel with the dead hamster still mm. going, and he just kind of goes, okay, thanks. And then he immediately turns to Halston and goes, I didn't understand, like, half of those words. It means, he means, um, you're not stupid. Your scars, the scars, you're beautiful. And... Eat your pancakes. That, 
I I can do that. Okay. And that's just kind of toxic. Hasta dips his like uh, waffle taco into like a bowl of syrup. Just <laughs> Isaac snorts. Isaac snorts at the exchange between Halstead and uh, Dunce. And um, Gideon just quietly sighs there um, for the empath in the room. There's just this moment of defeat. <laughs> just... Sorry. Feel that. Just, Am I allowed it, to turn around now? If it makes you happy. I mean, like, is, is the gore gone? Oh, or should do that? Oh, yeah. Back to that. So, um, scour options. We have we have we have mauled by a bear, or we have mi- minor scarring. Like I'll you're take- gonna have a scar, though. I'll take minor scarring. Like I said, worst case scenario, I'll make another one if I have to. Fair enough. So I'm gonna use a spell. So I'll cast. I'll cast Leafa. 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 Okay. Um, hands together in a soft, warm glow, and. Uh, you feel kind of a, a prickling warmth on your face across that area, and then the sensation, just the barest bit of numbness, and then it's all back to normal. There's no weird sensation. Um, make sure you deduct the cost of skill points from your skill point pool. Did you? Um, yep. Skill points, some abilities when you use them, cost skill points, mental energy to harness energy to perform things. Uh, you get them back after a long rest, or you can get healing items to restore them. A puts her hand and thanks her, and it happens to be the bracelet hand. Is that chill? Because I'm still wearing it. What bracelet? So you hand, have... you give her your bracelet? No, I okay. put, place my hand on her, and with any touch it heals as if you just did a rest. That does not do skill points. That is only hit points. Okay, sorry. Good try, though. I try help. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Uh, Isaac taps Sir Shannon and goes, the show's over. Thanks. We'll turn around (laughs) look at all the fruit on the table. Remember what she just did? um, I I think I'm done. (laughs) Dunce goes, that that makes sense. like <laughs> grab like the main berries and just model them like and just mash them all up and uh, make them into the syrup. So that way he could get berry syrup and dip his like the last bit of his waffle onto it. Oh boy. <laughs> I wish I had as voracious of an appetite as the two of you. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll cost you a fortune. True. Well, I, it's not that bad. I don't take more than my fair share. Oh, uh, just a big guy. Better no. Better no. I'm just, I'm just surprised all this stuff can go into the little little man. Not that I'm judging it, but I'm impressed. You saw me eat a sentient flan. True. He's also married to. Dunce, Dunce is going to be like halfway to his mouth as soon as Halstead says that, and then he just goes, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh. Halstead, please keep the comments about that thing 
to yourself. Some of us are trying to enjoy our meals. Well, you know, I would, but I puked up half of my guts and Please, everything else. Please, we're at the, the people across the tavern can hear you. Gosh damn it. You're supposed to be the professor, and I have better manners than you right now. And I'm the pig. Literal pig. As it goes, I'm good. <laughs> well, that's the thing about the bacon. Yes. I'm a werebore. Oh. Yes. So do you want a piece of bacon? Also, speaking about the werebore, um, I won't be shifting for the next couple of days. That's nice. Uh, is everything okay? No, okay? Yeah. Something's not right. I don't know what it is. Well, I think I know what it is. Just don't rely on me to be the muscle. It's okay. Or to be Probably one not. of the muscles. No offense, Dunce. It's okay. I usually just take up a lot of space. No, it's not what I... Oh, boy. That's okay. Well, I know meant. Trying to be nice. I'm trying this thing. I've turned over a new leaf. Trying to well, be you, nice. Would you, you say a huff it. of sorts? <laughs> don't turn uh, over a huff right uh, up your arse if you don't. Uh, <laughs> Dunce, is, Dunce is going to look between Amaria and Riker and just go. <laughs> and he's going to turn to Sersha and Halstead and just go, I hate it here. Oh, oh but we I love you. They fight uh, just like my mom and dad. I feel like they're uh, they're onto something there. Isaac looks at Dunce and says, "Some people's love language is physical. Some people's love language is gifts. Some people's love language is repeated punching each other in soft spots when they're not looking." I'm not it's saying it makes sense. Love. I'm not saying I it don't... makes sense. I'm just saying it's people. Where, where did you get the idea that I? What? No, of course. No, never. You know what? Breakfast is over. We're leaving. For you. (laughs) So she's going to wait for Dunce to be finished. After Riker is just like dinner's over, Dunce is going to turn to Hope and go, sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Dunce is going to like finish up his plate of pancakes, probably shoved some breakfast meat in there while he was at it as well, and he's just going to stand up. And go, okay, are we, are we fine? Yes. And Haas just like, uh, kind of back, like, just like keels back onto the floor and then like onto his feet and just walks behind you guys. Sersha will take up middle. As. As we're all heading out, Dunce takes the new hammer that he got while we were down in the tavern, goes to swing it up on his shoulder, and it immediately connects with the hammer that's under his cloak that pokes over his shoulder, and it goes, clang, and Dunce just takes a second to go, ouch. (laughs) Whoops. And then he just switches hands and switches shoulders. I want to try to open the door with the wrong arm. Okay. Um, The damnedest thing is, is it doesn't seem to work. (laughs) <laughs> For Hope's benefit, Sersha goes. Oh no! Oh. I I will let you guys know now. Sersha was left hand dominant. <gasps> oh! Oh! No! But ambidextrous. I hate it. Also, My insides. 
still feel that tingling. Oh, wait, it's... <laughs> oh man! Second-hand embarrassment. Get used to it. All right. Oh, so, man. what does the group do at this point? I'm assuming we're going and seeing the Duke. Yes. Yeah, aside yeah. aside from Hope, them. because Hope, Isaac, and Gideon are just kind of trailing at the back of the group, watching. Do I see? Uh, uh, do I see a mail carrier around? Um, like, no. Like uh, the the post is normally handled by taking it to the Adventurers Guild. The Adventurers Guild normally hires somebody to run post between places. Although, as you uh, discovered last time when the gentleman in the mask showed up and handed you your mail, apparently there's some sort of post service being sorted out. Okay. So it's like it's like a carrier that's like paid by the guild yes. for the guild. The guild hires somebody I mean? to like, run okay. posts between places. Okay. Um, we're going to the we're going to the guild. Uh, are are we passing by the guild? I I just had to, I just had to send a letter. We can Actually, go there. Two then. letters because I also yeah. would have like talked about the, about the tree. Um, just for clarification, uh, from the tavern, the guild and the blacksmith are on the way, right? Yes. Guild blacksmith, um, most of the businesses in town are around the central area where the well is. Or the fountain is, rather. It's on the way. You can drop it off on the way, I'm assuming. Uh, Alright, for sure. For sure. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm also going to be submitting my uh, 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 my discovery findings on the on the tree below. Would you um, finally name you like... it? Oh, I I named it the uh, the Hot Hawthorn. Oddest, aren't we? Well, everybody else names their stuff after themselves. I mean, uh, we've got monarchs, you know, nobles like. Uh, we've got Hercules beetles named after Hercules. You know. uh, Involuntary yeah, flinch so from the center mass of the my group. On it. My legacy <clears throat> will live on. Oh, and that's and why. And that's why I think all you scientist type are full of shit. You'll name shit after yourselves. That we read What that was the guy who discovered lycanthropy? You know, Andrew Lycan. Actually, Lycan is a scientist term for wolves in general. I understand. <laughs> Isaac's like, sorry, no, that was no. rhetorical. My bad. <laughs> I was just about to say the same thing. <laughs> my point is, who gave you guys all the power to name shit? Maybe if you found something, then you could name it after yourself. Oh, here's a thought. Maybe if I found a fuck to give, I'd name it after me. Sorry, Dunch. Riker's in a mood. Dunch. Dunch. <laughs> Dunch. 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 Like... What's Dunst? Yeah, Dunst, after hearing Riker talk about how it's dumb to name stuff after yourself, he's going to reach up over his shoulder and kind of like pat the his own hammer, and he's going to go... Using... <laughs> Well, wait. What have you like, done? This house is like, well, wait a 
Wow. It's not what I... I just... I'm saying maybe Um, common folk want to name things too. How does Riker really feel? Realizing that his thing wasn't subtle and everybody noticed, it's not named after me. I'm not. It's oh. fine. That's perfectly. In, in you the can back name. row, loud enough for hope and dunce, because dunce has heightened hearing. Isaac says, "Open mouth. Insert hope." <laughs> but dunce, dunce takes. Dunce just looks over. He's just like, it, "I didn't name it after me. Um, it, my my name isn't really a name. It's just what I got called. Um, but I." did name my hammer after my mom. See, that's sweet. Because it crushes my feelings just like she did. <laughs> Damn it. That's not. Look, I didn't mean... I didn't Being mean... 100% serious besides flustered over his own word fuck right now, how is Riker actually feeling? Yeah. Like, with, so, with empathy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Riker is for the first time in like outside of a stressful situation Riker is genuinely scared out of his mind and doesn't want to do a lot in terms of and just wants people to leave him alone because for the first time in a long time the fear of death is something you can sense on him okay up front yeah Sersha is gonna kind of trot up between him and Dunce. Um, her good arm. Nudge him a bit and say, hey. Uh, at what? least, at least we could trust the one who gave us the potion. Help you, yeah? Uh, but it's not that they didn't want to help. It's what it's doing to me that's scary. And there's another thing I need to talk mm. to you about, but it needs to be in private because Dunce can't know. And we need to protect him from it. Dunce, I want you to roll your wits. But as far as the way I'm acting, I'm sorry. Uh, I just... Death is something I typically don't have to think about. And until this shit goes away, it's in the front of my mind. What'd you roll, big guy? Six. (laughs) I get that. I do. Riker's Riker's quiet conversation is as clear as the rest of the room. Dunce goes to say something. It like he reaches forward to um like tap Riker on the shoulder to be like, Hey, what are you doing? And then I'm in between you guys. Then he reaches over Sersha's head to like poke on the top of Riker's noggin. But he like looks at his own hand. And anybody behind Dunce watches as he goes to, like, touch Riker, and then his hand just closes into a fist, and he goes, okay. Look, Sasha, it's about the blacksmith. There's something not right about it. You guys all reach the Adventurer's Guild. I'll tell you later. We have to deal with this. I know. I don't know. It's going to end up back here. Sasha's just going to leave it at I know. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, okay so, Halstead. Uh, who does what? Uh, A uh, would go into the guild. Uh, along with Halstead to uh, send in his documents. Okay, uh, Sergio? 
standing should you stay up. Or I'm you trying go? to figure out how to cross my arms to see if there's any way that I can do it, but there isn't. So you gotta oh. hug your nub. Man. I'm just standing. Yep. Um, I've, everyone, uh, before we go in, um, since I know this is where you drop off mail, uh, could you guys sign your names on this piece of paper? I'm sending it to a friend, and I want her to get to know all of you. Like, Aww. is that fine? Yeah, sure. And A, I'm sorry that I was rude. I'm sorry. A just walks over and says, it's okay, and just puts the letter A on it. <laughs> That's Dunce, fair. Dunce, like, again, gets out his little reading glasses. He's just like, Halstead, can you help me, please? Yeah, sure, big guy. Go on. And, like, I'll just give him a pen and just, like, you okay, know, spell it out. Remember, it's verse it's D... You know how that's you know how that goes. The professor is teaching the troll can how to spell his name on the letter. Does do write it. Nope. Uh, and he writes it out, right? Dun- yeah, okay. Dunce Dunce signs it. It's not the prettiest looking handwriting, but he's learning, so it works out. Well then we have to like get him like an actual like writing instrument that'll fit his meat mitten. No, he he has one. He uh, went up and he went and picked up writing stuff in a new notebook yesterday. Oh yeah, that's right. He did. He did. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. So he has something that fits his uh, hand now. Um, Except that there is no rhyme or reason cool. to it. So when he writes, Dunce, like most children, just does this. Yeah. Sir, the closed do you, fist. Uh, do you sign the thing? Really, really quickly. It's, it's awkward for like half a second, and then it So the S is a little crooked, but what? <laughs> nah, nah. I'm ambidextrous. I just have to get used to using my right hand now. Okay. That doesn't mean I still can't be heartbroken. Then uh, your uh, your immediate group hands you your letter, uh, your signatures from Sersha, Halstead, A, and Dunce. Uh, hope. Oh. If you want, you can sign your name. Um, um, okay. Then she signs it. Handwriting looks kind of like calligraphy. Well, that's impressive. Uh, Well, uh, now she'll get to meet the entire group. Alrighty. Uh, How's it going to go over to the front desk and drop off his documents uh okay. the um the discovery form as well as like the letter to Tiberius it goes over to the bounty board and says all right which one of you poor unfortunate souls are gonna make me money today boys I'm just standing you... Amaria feels more than senses dunce standing right behind her and he reaches over her head, snags the one with the biggest price tag on it, rips it off, and then just starts to walk towards the front desk. Hey! <laughs> I was looking at that, sir! Dunce looks back over his shoulder, and for the first time, you see it like baby brother shit-eating grin aimed at you, and he's just like, well, I'm just because I'm big doesn't mean I'm slower. Oh, just because big doesn't... <laughs> Turns back around. Yeah. All right. I should have fireballed the group when I had the chance. <laughs> I was thinking about it. 
There can only be one. Don't threaten my baby brother. <laughs> it's just like you guys. Everybody you guys else just... looks up. Duns is walking towards the front desk. Amari is sitting there, all her hair standing up. And there's just a big jumping between her hands. She's just like, "You motherfucker!" <laughs> okay, uh, Halstead. It costs you fifteen orum to post everything. Um. Okay, okie dokie. Let me just uh, just one, two. No, I'm just kidding. Fifteen. <laughs> oh, jeez. And then Riker would have put his letter to post as well. Okay, it costs you one orum. He hands it over. Make sure to mark your sheets accordingly. Mm-hmm. Alright, um, Wits rolls from the group. I'm not in the guild, do I? Oh, that's right, I'm sorry. Who didn't go inside? Uh, probably me. I'm standing outside, kind of just looking around like, I had known I was going to end up back here, I would have done this, I would have done the whole thing with the badges later. Okay. A monk and an angel stand up at a guild. Um, don't forget the uh, strategist and the quiet bard as well. Although they're like, doing the I... awkward thing with hands behind her back, just kind of rocking on her heels, just like <laughs> idle animation, waiting for. Is the is the wits for the people inside or outside? Uh, for the people inside. Seventy five. Okay. Nice. All right. Um, for uh, Sersha's benefit, you uh, you detect a mischievous chuckle from Gideon, and Isaac elbows him. Um, I, I uh, sorry, I was doing, I was doing math, um, 88. Damn. What did Dunce get? 20. Okay. (laughs) My wits isn't high. That's okay. I got lucky. How about Amaria? 42. Okay. So Amaria, um, Jesus fucking the wrinkle brain squad in the room. Don't, don't feel Uh, too bad. My wits is a three. I rolled. Four sixes and a one. Disgusting. I'm offended at like, everything you stand for. I rolled, a, I rolled a six and a five. How do you think I know the so cost wrinkly. of everyone here? <laughs> Alright. Um, you uh, notice um, Duke Blackstone uh, towards the back office in the guild having a conversation with um, the uh, the one of questionable moral alignments, Zamza. The one that got Riker's uh, fur all raised up on the first visit there. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, they, the three of them saw Dunst didn't. No. Okay, cool. Awesome. Just making sure. Yep. You, uh, Dunst, you've reached the front. Uh, yep. The guy looks The guy looks up the string and there's Kyle. Oh, it's you again. What can I do for you? Dunst just holds out the paper. He's just like, I'm probably not smart enough to find them on my own, but I want this one. All right. He looks over it. Um, You're looking at Carson Kildare. um, Wanted and questioning for the disappearance of several lesser Feldpool slaves in one of the adjacent cities. Um, The bounty on him is 7,000 Orem. Uh, they want him alive. 
Okay. Oh, so sitting on fire, eh? <laughs> That's uh, why he got how, it. How loudly did he say that? Um, he's discussing it with a dunce. Uh, you can roll your wits to see if you can sure. eavesdrop if you're so inclined. That includes uh, anybody else in there who wants to listen on the conversation. That 33? Not your own. 33? Okay. Um, you, uh, you pick up bits of the conversation. You hear that it's a 7,000 orum contract. The guy's name is Car something, and uh, it involves uh, it involves lesser fell pool slaves. Fell pool. Uh, can we have a chat later? Okay. It's not. You're not in trouble. It's not anything bad. It's it's fine. Are okay. you talking about for your bounties, uh, Lolly? Yeah. Um, oh God, I don't have it written down anymore. Also, uh, Dunce, when you're done at the desk, can you call those that are outside in? Um, I think our long walk to see the Duke is a little shorter than it seems. Um, Dunce? I think it's 13 altogether. 13 altogether? So... Yeah. Which Dunce has on him, by the way? Not... Not for the one that we have for uh, our individual bounties. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, Amaria got paid last session for that. Oh, that's yeah. right. Okay. And then I split it with Riker this session. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was 13. 13? So uh, Riker six put... And, six and a half. Yeah. Um, I, I, Halstead would try to uh, uh, get the attention of the Duke. Uh where it's like Halstead will just like float up so that way he's like able to uh, just wave like oh, uh, 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 Lord Blackstone Lord Blackstone excuse me he looks over at your group he sees you he... Uh, uh, can, can we have a word just for a moment he, he gives you the nod and then he turns back to his discussion with uh, Zamza. Oh, okay. Alright, I'll just put on back down and just like, uh, uh, Mr. Riker, uh, uh, he'll, he'll speak with us in, uh, in just a moment. I, I, I can't get his attention. Sounds great. Yeah, Dunce. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dunce is going to, because he didn't notice until someone said something. Dunce looks over and sees what I'm assuming is Blackstone's back. Yeah. Um, and he sees him acknowledge Dalston. And you guys watch Dunt square up with some pretty nasties down there. And while he was scared, there's genuine terror on his face. And he almost falls on his ass scooting backwards. And he's just like, I'll go, I'll go get Sersha. And then he like low-key runs outside. And he goes over to Sersha. And even though she probably sees him coming, he still like taps her on the shoulder like ten times really quickly. He's just like, <clears throat> Duke, Duke Blackstone's inside. Uh, or of calm is all <laughs> We're gonna calm my baby brother down and walk him in. I'll hold my arm out. Roll up. Uh, odds or evens. Odds or evens. Even armor nub. That's you the give question. the right hand. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll hold it out 
and look to Dunce and say, just like we said in the catacombs, we face the consequences for anything that may have happened together. Okay. And that's it. I hope you see Dunce just take Sersha's hand and like a very, very big green baby just get led back inside. He's not as scared, but he's still just kind of like, oh man, I'm going to get scolded. <laughs> Quick show of hands. How many people here have Aura of Calm right now? I just wanted wow. to lay that out for the room. Wow. Okay. Congratulations. Man. You guys are half hip now. Everybody's was... calm. Everybody's cool. Yeah, you I guys... literally was about to say there are no panic attacks in this yeah, group. Yeah, you, you have. I have seen more nerves at a Bob Marley concert. So... I would just like to say <laughs> that the three, the three hot-headed ones don't have aura of calm. <clears throat> out of but the then character. who are the ones with empathy? Yeah, who are the ones with empathy in this room? You got two idiots and an angel. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> of us who don't know how to talk to people fantastic all right so your group goes inside um a goes up to the desk for her bounty because she picks the next biggest one after dunce okay as well before we go back to see the duke because that's gonna be more money um i love money the guy, you uh, hand Jen the uh, the bounty sheet, and he looks at it, and he goes, "I'm gonna have to see if I can clear you for this one." Oh, is this big? Um, he uh, gestures to a stamp on the corner of it. And he says, "This is a uh, personal issue from Duke Blackstone. I need to make sure that you're." on his list of qualified attendees for it. Okay. Well, thankfully we're talking with the Duke here as well, so we can bring that up to him. All right. Um, he uh, says, I will uh, have a word with him about this, and when I know, I'll get back to you. Uh, Riker goes up to the desk and without looking at the board would say um, is there any work that needs a mage um, are you looking at the board or are you talking to someone I'm looking at the I'm um, glancing back at the board but I'm at the desk okay he says um well, they're looking for tutors at the. Uh, uh, they're looking for tutors at the magic, uh, at the magic guild. People to teach uh, healing magic. Hmm. No, not me. Well, currently, that's it. All right. Useless ass profession. <laughs> he says it under his breath. Uh, no mages, like being a mage. Not <laughs> Offended? How dare! Riker's Riker. just hitting everybody's flags today. Just I was literally... He is I trying was, his best. 
I was I'm not there. I didn't out. hear this, so it's okay. Yeah, I was about to say, if you had said that out loud and Hope was in the room, it's just like, Riker, you hear the snap of wings and turn around to see a pretty angel lady flying at you at Mach 10. I don't have a cloak. I can't Riker was like, little snappy sound anymore. Yeah, Riker was like, I'm wait, wakes up today. I'm a fuck with everyone. <laughs> Riker <laughs> chose violence. Chose <laughs> No, he woke up and chose audacity. Yes. The Violence man that which has the audacity of this bitch. Yes! <laughs> yep. Oh my god. Violence might be chosen for him, depending on how this goes. Um, oh. uh, so, your, uh, um, your group is approached as uh, the ones on the outside come in and rejoin the rest of the group. Zamza walks up to you all, smug smile on his face, as always. Says... Hello, ladies and gentlemen. The Duke would like to see you in my office. Lovely. Uh, Thank you. He looks at the group and he goes, You know, you all look like you're marching to an execution. I don't suppose you might care to share the information why. No. We lost a little more than we brought down whenever we went in there. If you can tell, we are short. Party bear. A few limbs and some other things. And we we weren't expecting what we came across. So do forgive our so happy-go-lucky. He, uh, no. he does not say a word. Do we sense anything off of him with empathy? It's difficult. He's kind of a jumble of different things. I mean... He's lying to himself. He's feeling a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, um, there's a a little bit of a lecherous eyebrow wiggle in the direction of uh, the wings there. There's a a bit of attention to the ladies, a bit of a shock at the... uh, um, You know, at the... uh, um, and of course, there's ever the mindful, you know, what should or shouldn't I get away with saying, considering dunce. <laughs> because that's a huge bitch. Let's <laughs> just say it wasn't a piece of pork. And that's all we're going to say about it. He, uh... Dunce, dunce looks at you and he's just like, so it's okay if you make the joke? Yes, it is okay if I... Make the joke. I also okay if he th- eats his own kind. I mean, specifically I, the baby. The person who is quite familiar with. Oh. From through the door, you hear, please come in. Right away, sir. And he walks in. Yep. Dunce kind of walks in. Not dragging his feet, but he's like not making eye contact with anybody anymore. So she's help with them if she can be. Ju- uh, yep. Halstead went straight up invisible. So Yes. Uh, a takes Halstead's hand and would lead him in since he looks very uh, unclear of how he's feeling right now. Alright. You guys <laughs> move in and um, I think this is a good time as any to say that we're going to take a quick five minute break. Everybody cool, cool. can... Uh, Stretch legs, refill drinks, everything else, and we will reconnoiter in just a few minutes. Thanks for being yes. with us, everybody. Yeah! Warning. This is a world of heroes and villains. 
of adventure and adversity, of love and death. The characters portrayed in these stories come from varied walks of life, not all of them healthy, and the journey ahead is dangerous. Sessions may include strong language, suggestive situations, alcohol or drug use, depictions of violence against anyone and everyone, speciesism, classism, social elitism, self-harm, slavery, and death of characters or NPCs. The world can be a dark place, and sometimes bad things happen to good people. If these things make you uncomfortable, you may want to consider alternative listening, but ultimately, only you can decide whether or not this is the show for you. If it isn't, you're under no obligation to say, we hope you find what you're looking for. If it is, then we hope you enjoy the show. Okay, we're back. Thanks everybody for sticking in. Okay, now the group, uh, immediate viewables, and uh, Isaac and Gideon um, walk into Zamza's office. Um, it has not changed much, although with um, the figure of Duke Blackstone perched, uh, sitting on the corner of the desk, uh, watching the group of you come in, the confines of the space feel somewhat smaller as you enter. Uh, yeah, the group comes in. He gestures over towards uh, chairs and, a, and a, a sofa, and he goes, please, take a seat. Okay. Dunn's walks. Like, yeah, sorry. No, you're okay. I was just going to ask, like, are there, like, respectably sized chairs? Like, the sofa is clearly for dunce, and, like, or is it just, like, all the same sized chairs? No, there's a couple of extra chairs in there, and there's an ottoman that's about Halstead's size. I, I immediately take the ottoman. There is something big enough for dunce. There is a full length, uh, almost what you would call a fainting couch. A chaise? Yeah. Yeah. Dunce is going to sit. Dunce is going to sit on it very gingerly and slowly. It creaks but holds beneath your weight. Okay. As soon as it starts to creak, Dunce kind of goes. And then he kind of looks and goes, okay, I think I'm fine. The, so going to stand. The Duke looks across the group and he goes, It's good to see you again, Miss Hope. I was not aware that you had tied yourself in with this lot. I thought I was still outside. Do you follow them in or do you hang out outside? Because they came in and the group was, Dunce came in and gathered the group and they moved out. Oh, right, okay. Well then, yeah, I'm inside. Okay. Like, oh, then yes, it stands. He says, it's, it says, it's good to see you again, Miss Hope. I was not uh, aware that you had tied yourself to this group. I mean, uh, neither was I, but I'm here now. He looks over at, uh, at the other two, and uh, Isaac, goes, Isaac De Silva, Gideon Gojimek. You were not with the group either. Isaac goes, no, um, we uh, found ourselves of an aligned interest at one point, and um, I don't really know anybody in the party, so, uh, you know, I, I've found somebody I'm comfortable with, and so it's easier to gravitate. 
awkward smile that apparently the Duke does not, uh, either does not catch the humor in or does not respond to. So Isaac's like, <clears throat> yes, well. The Duke quietly regards the group and says, So, why don't you tell me what happened? So. I was going to say, don't everybody speak at once now, damn. I mean, I was there, I don't know. So, what had happened was, and just exposition vomit. Yeah. We do a quick scene fade where the group ex- talks about what happened down below. A lot of crazy stuff, basically. Yeah. Um, Watch last episodes if you haven't. Um, let's uh, let's let's do a version of our wrap up for this so that we can bullet point some things for the one who wasn't here for everything. So, um, Riker, three big bullet points for the five episodes you guys were underground. Uh. <laughs> We split the party. Um, we almost died. And uh, there was flan. There was sentient flan. Like the dessert or like a monster? Uh, like, a, like a monster. And when I say we almost died, I mean the walls caved in on us, like sand everywhere. And shit. That's what the monster looks like. Yeah. Right, okay. Like a oh. gelatinous soda can with tentacles. I was drinking. Oh, <laughs> boy. Sixty gallons. Um, um, Amaria, three bullet points. <sighs> there was an anti-god that we call, we call her anti-god named Celine. Um, there. The uh, the Duke's interest becomes very focused on you when you say her name. Like, you become yeah. aware of the fact that you are laser-focused right now. Hello. Um, yeah, we got to deal with her, which that was fun. She's creepy. Um, second of all, we got to meet... Uh, well, we got to save this... Uh, there, there was so much. Um, Just pick two more for you. Um, oh, everyone got to see the ghost guy that I was seeing. His name's Halen. Uh, that was cool too. And you um, didn't think his his focus could be more laser, but um, oh Jesus! And and lastly, uh, let's not talk about the evil versions of ourselves. I'll let everyone else talk about their halves. Sergio, three bullet points. I learned a lot more about my own abilities. I lost my party, and we, um... I lost my favorite watch. Yeah. You sound like the average thing, you bitch. Yeah. And we cleared out all of the remaining undead. Halstead? Uh, well, uh, 
like we said, uh, discovered uh, discovered undead that were unaffected by magic. Um, let's see. Found. Uh, did find a. Um, it seemed like a battle of sorts between Halen and uh, Selene. And. Uh, covered a really bad bug problem. Giant bobbit worm. Just, yeah. Like, and I cast an illusion to, like, make a mini version of what we thought. Dunce immediately jumps up and tries to scramble behind the couch. <laughs> no, no, no like, like, mini, like, Saoirse's like leaving mini, her. I mean, like, mini. Like, yeah, um... Like, Mini version, like like it's its paw. The fear like, effect that would normally grip the certain people in this room, it doesn't fire. You are in fact unsettlingly detached from what would be your normal response to that. Somehow more unsettling. Well, he's got work. She does um, not make me calm. Dunce, three bullet points. Um, we all got hurt pretty badly. Um, I found a new hammer that helped a lot. And that gross lady spit in my mouth. The Duke has a moment when you say that. When you say she spit, the Duke literally, like, like he almost throws up in his mouth a little bit. Yeah, he goes, does, Dun- does Dunce notice? Yes, it's obvious. Dunce, Dunce immediately, like, retracts himself. He's just like, sorry. No. It's okay, I had butted her. It's not a response to you, to your presence, Dunce. He's speaking of Celine as well, by the way. Yeah. That's been in his I assumed. <clears throat> Can I see your Adventurer's Guild badges, please? Okay, just unbuckle them. Yeah, Dunce immediately just, like, unbuckles his and just hands it out, like, oh no. <sighs> Is this gonna affect my standing as a mage with the Academy? Like, like... Do I have to go back in hiding or something? I'm just saying, there was a lot more than you told us there was. You said three levels, and there was... It, when he looks five. at you, it is withering. You're like, let me just say there was more. The withering gaze kicks in, and you're like... Dun- you... Dunce... Um, dun- anybody, after when Amaria starts talking, you feel like a really weird wrenching sound, and you notice that Dunce's hands have tightened on his hammer, and if Amaria's not looking at the Duke and she looks over to Dunce, blue fire. Blue hallways of lava. Because his eyes are blue. And red won't work. Because I can't change my eye color. Even though it'd be really cool if I could. Um, but... But... If... 
you guys remember the thing that Dunt said was going to happen? If it doesn't happen, he might get violent, and this is a very small room. No, we're accepting. The Duke, uh, the Duke presses his thumb into, uh, into each badge, and there is a wicker of red light and a curl of smoke. And he does that for each one, one after another. And he get, and then he inspects them and gathers them in his hand. And my child comes in. Oh. Juliana, go on. Go on, Jewel. Daughter. Hello, daughter. Oh, no. The daughter. Go on, The you. daughter and the boy. Close the door, please. The How is the boy? The boy is good. He's doing his own role play tomorrow, and he's been DMing and running his own ideas. He's having a good time with it. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, he walks up to Sersha, and he extends your badge to you. I'll take it. And... Odds are even. <clears throat> no! Oh, no! Odds. Not like this. You reach oh, with the nub. <laughs> he crooks an eyebrow at you and he says, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> Straightest face as any. Yep. I'll just switch the hands and uh, just look down at the badge. Okay. He hands one like to Halstead. Hand. And then he hands Thank one you. to Amaria. He Thanks. hands it to Riker. And then he hands it to Dunce. And as he hands it to Dunce, he makes eye contact with you. He says, you will notice the small purple pip that has been added to your badges. As an extension of mine and his lordship, Prince Gaspar's gratitude, you have all been given the royal charm and are recognized henceforth as respectful heroes of Arudi. You have gone above and beyond and performed an act to preserve the budding life which has begun to grow here in Miradini so soon after its near destruction. Both myself, the royal family, and the association of the Adventurers Guilds recognize your courage, your will, your ability to perform acts of righteous heroism and to face dangers greater than yourselves. You are recognized effectively as knights of Varudi and the royal family. He lets go of Dunce's badge and he steps back and he says, I commend you all for your performance. And I thank you for your actions and for the risks you took to yourselves of great harm, potential demise, for the sake of the citizens of this city. So we knights? You are recognized as heroes of Verudi. You will no longer be carded 
for personal information should you pass through the country's borders. You are also recognized as high-ranking adventurers within the guild itself, which will allot you to take on high-profile work as requested. You will also have access to the other facilities in the Adventurer's Guild's offices where you reside. If anyone fails to recognize you with dignity or respect, your badge signifies that Prince Gaspard and Princess Lydia both acknowledge you as profound supporters of justice. You are welcome in Veruti, in any of its cities, in any of its halls. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Uh, this is Thank amazing. And, uh, hostage, get, hostage immediately give a look, look up to John. And like, you're a hero. You're a knight. Bloody. Dunce is trying his darndest, but you guys start to hear sniffles. Um, and it's, it, he's very, very silently crying as he just stares, stares down at his badge. He wants to go over and hug him, just like we're not close normally, but this will Dun- Dunce, w- b- as soon as you get to within reach, it, uh, Dunce's arm shoots out and he pulls you in. Okay. <laughs> That'll do Duke Blackstone. He turns and looks at you and goes, Yes, Mr. Lapham. I can't take this. I almost got us all killed. He rolls his eyes at you. I mean, like, just unabashedly rolls his fucking eyes at you. And he goes, <laughs> Firstly, Mr. Lattimore, what you all faced down there was beyond the perception of what you could have encountered. Nephilim became involved. That alone changes the parameters for any altercation you might face. Secondly, knowing that you were going outside of things, knowing that you were putting your friends potentially at risk because of your lycanthropic curse, you still addressed it. You approached it and you were determined to see it through to the end. That is a respectable course of decision. I'm also well aware of the fact that you took an elixir to suppress your shape-shifting ability, which weakened you and put you at a position where you could have very nearly died while you were engaged in the battles down below. And yet you still went in without a single pause or concern for your well-being to support your allies. If you do not take this badge from me, I will feed it to you. All right. Look, I may be aware of but I don't eat everything. So you I'll will eat that it. badge unless you pin it on your coat, sir. I will pin it on my coat. Duly noted. Right now. <laughs> the Duke uh, walks around behind Zamza's desk and he fishes a bottle of liquor out and pops the, pops the top on it. He says, to those of you who would like to share it <laughs> in celebration of this, I invite you to, to those who do not, I do not begrudge, I understand it is a choice. A little heavy on the drink for this one. 
Amaria, you are having trouble going and getting your glass as Dunn's still silently weeping hasn't quite let you go yet. It's okay. We'll wait. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait. Wait, not... uh, No offense, Sersha. Please don't grab my glass. I got it. I got it. You brought it back to her. Is she going to have to roll? Yeah. Odds are even. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said, I'm like, don't worry about it. It's cool. Odds are even. Go to I even. You use the right hand. Oh, thank God. <clears throat> yeah. It's got it. Anything but the bourbon. <laughs> we, we squared up with things down in that pit that are that were horrible, and me both me and Dunce are terrified. I, as a player, am so uncomfortable about the nub rolls now. <laughs> you are. Yes, because I feel bad. <laughs> I'm the one who has to go through these awkwards. <laughs> uh, right, but, yeah. We're popping bottles. I'm squeezed. Got my alcohol. He he uh, makes sure that those who want one have a drink. Oh, pass, but uh, thanks. Appreciate the gesture. He nods. Uh, I don't like drinking without the curse having my back. If you he nods. My I've been standing in a corner this entire time, just like <laughs> yeah, right next to uh, to Isaac and uh, Gideon, who are equally uh, like this is mildly uncomfortable. And uh, also, do I'm sorry that we couldn't get any survivors out. They were all dead when we got there. He shakes we have the teacher. Oh, well, the teacher. At least yes. the students. Indeed. Congratulations to you all, by the way. Um, Miss Mardine had her first class this morning. Her students were quite happy to see her. Good. You did a good service. Yeah. I want to let you know how much of a help I have. Gideon, Gideon did come into the catacombs. Um, how great of a help Isaac was to us. He knows. Oh, yeah, we can't have done it without him. He mm. looks over at him and he goes, well, I feel it's only fair then to extend it to you as well, Mr. De Silva. And he goes, no, perfectly fine. He, uh, he kind of tips his lapel and he goes, I'm not a member of the Adventurer's Guild, so don't worry about it. Just he makes crooks, amazing food. He, he crooks an eyebrow at, at Isaac and he goes, there's something off about you. And Isaac smiles at him and he goes, yes, there is, sir. Matters, hero. What matters is he was a good help. And I think any issues that may come up with any of us including Isaac, can be addressed on a different day. For now, let's just celebrate and be happy that it went as well as it did. Also, sorry that we almost destroyed half of the floor of your city. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he just He smiles and he gets kind of gestures. He goes, I'm not concerned about it. Once an Ephilim came into the equation, any expectation of how things played out, 
was effectively lost. And secondly, I have an obligation to keep the city safe. Speaking of which, I appreciate you all coming here to make this my final act of business as the ruling dignitary for the city. Uh, excuse you? As well, henceforth, um, Lord Durlin will be taking over as the ruling dignitary. Uh. Oh, said. We gotta... What? <laughs> What? Oh. We like him. He's cool. No, you don't. We do appreciate, but we appreciate you. Um, Were you gonna say something, buddy? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Dunce. No, yeah. Dunce was going. Dunce was going to ask a question, and then as soon as he, he kind of like watches what happens because ruling dignitary and la- like are big words. But he heard last, my last day. And then his head kind of snaps up and he goes, wait, you're leaving? That's well. He, he smiles, which is a, not a normal expression on Duke Blackstone's face. He's a fairly stone person. He goes, uh, Miradini has never really been my city so much as I was just a placeholder. After its near destruction, I felt obligated to make sure that it was repaired. I, uh, feel that, uh, I, I feel that I owe the city for failing to protect it when it needed it. Where will you go? I don't know. Maybe I'll go read a book. Do a little work. If someone here has a book that you might want to read. You should read it on a beach. Who's got a book? It might be under a professor, Professor Halstead. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) this thing, it's not done. Just like... Uh, hospital like pull out a copy of his thesis of migratory birds. I think it's kind of silly of you to think I haven't read everything like, you've already published. I, I get to. Oh. Ooh. The Duke uh, puts the bottle back in and closes the drawer, and he says, "Uh, I'm not one for good. I'm not one for long goodbyes. I'm not very good with people." So instead, he uh, steps off to the side and he takes a hat off of the coat rack and he tips it on. And immediately there's a flare of blue light as the Duke's armor and everything vanishes in a curl. And he's wearing a long blue all-seasons coat. It's a little worn, frayed around the edges, but still stable. And leather breeches with road dust on the ankles. And a pair of polished leather boots and... As he tips his face up, you can no longer see him in the shadow of the hat. You can just see this one winking light of a purple eye in the shadow of it. And he says, You're always welcome in my country. And then he just goes, And he's gone. I want that trick. That guy guy knows how to make an exit. Yeah. 
do we do, do we um, do we take the model? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a good question, Halstead. But I wouldn't want to anger a, a vanishing man. No, I'm, I'm paying attention to the den. The rest of the group notices these two. Dead ass. Uh, is gonna grab her brooch and just kind of kneel down with her head down. Gonna go by her and kneel as well and be like, I'm not one for religion, but today's the day. (laughs) They've apparently lost their minds. The rest of the group is rather confused. As I'm... I fuck. I'm, 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 I'm a. Hostage. Hostage just there, like, the what now? As I'm putting it away in my tail. <laughs> Dunce is still. The learning that the Duke was going to leave and the abrupt departure started up Dunce's waterworks again. And he's trying Aww. to be respectful and quiet. Um, but he's, like, sitting there just staring at his badge still. And he takes a second, and he looks up to the sky, because that makes sense. And anybody listening just hears him go, thank you. Damn it, Dunce. Search is, like, borderline freaking out right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, Isaac is steady in the back corner watching all this, and he looks over at, um, at Hope, and he goes... Welcome to the party. Thanks. Speaking of, um, the Zam, the uh, Zamzoom lad uh, isn't. Yeah, Zamza isn't here right now, right? No, he's not. Speaking of, um, did we decide if we're still leaving? Uh, well, honestly, I uh. After who just left, I think I might be safe here for a little longer. I, I would like to train, preferably. I don't know about you guys. Well, about that. Um, if we do decide to lead, leave. Sorry, wrong word. Um, and you want training. There's a mage academy in Shadowdale. They could help, maybe. We have things that we need to finish first. Sersha will upright herself and just kind of stare at what Duke was, then look up to Dunce. I go with him to um, Fallon's uh, 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 bird. I know it. <laughs> I know, I know. Hold on. <laughs> I love being able to completely jerk the rug out from players from time to time. The Vandal's Forge to uh, work with Eleanor. The best part is that the rest of the group has no idea why you two have completely lost your shit. Yeah. Nope. Not a clue. Yeah. Not one. Not a bad. Not an ocean. Not even a hint. The angel doesn't... Okay. Yeah, the angel doesn't know. <laughs> oh, oh, tag along. Uh, for a bit, I need to pick up a am commission. I suba- am I supposed to know? No, you're good. <laughs> oh, okay, that's okay. We're just, We're just making a that. joke. Yeah. It's not. It's not anybody you've met. <laughs> no. Okay, that's okay. Yeah. Um, 
I do know I need to go and see the person who makes armor because wearing this, and she mentions, mentions to the garb that Dunn's made, although it is beautiful, I really need to make sure that I'm covered for the next uh, bounty that I do, especially since it, it's, it's something that the Duke needed someone to do it themselves. I feel like I owe it. I have to do it. Well, then you're tagging along with Dunce and I. And else? Uh, I'm going because I need to pick up a commission from the forge. Let me. Dunce. Oh, I was going to say, Dunce still hasn't moved. He's still just like looking at his badge. Buddy, you know that you know that goes on your lapel, right? Dunce after like after a second he registered that Halston was talking to and he kinda jerks his head up and he's still crying, but um in a very, very small voice, Dunce just kinda looks around at the rest of you guys and he goes I did it. Yeah. Yeah, you did it, buddy. Yeah. Oh, good lord. Completely out of character. I almost just got myself right there. Wow. (laughs) I know. Great. Awesome. Uh, Oh, thank God. It wasn't just me. Oh, my God. Kneel down beside Dunce, take his big hand in purrs, look up into a big, watery blue eyes. Odd or even. Uh, 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 both hands. Did you say both hands? I did. I said. Okay. You take him in hand and stub. <laughs> Don't make it awkward, Dunce. Uh, um, she's just gone up at him and and now you get to show the world. How much you truly belong. And she's going to try to help pull him up. Dunce is going to stand up, and there's a bit more to his, like, he's, there's a bit more to his, like, stature. You're noticing that Dunce, when he's actually standing up straight and he doesn't look scared, actually doesn't look that bad. Um, and he, kind of takes a second and then he reaches back and he you hear a ripping noise and he rips the hood off of his new cloak and he looks at it for a second and he stuffs it in his pocket and he goes I don't need it anymore oh stop <laughs> you know what you know what no I'm doing that I'm picking it up uh, you know what I have a great idea but uh, we will we will go and do it after your first lesson, okay? Just you and me. Well, you're all invited to go, of course, but I, I have to scout out for it to see if I find it. Um, last last tear jerker out of the big boy, and then I promise I'll be done. Let, oh, I, my I, God. Ali, I promise. It's the last one. I promise it's the last one. And Dunce is going to kind of look around um, with his new hammer, and he takes the thing, and he kind of tries to put it on his lapel. He doesn't quite manage to do it smoothly. Um, and he just goes, Thank you. Um, 
I don't get uh, friends very often, um, if ever. Um, food made us like table mates. A good fight made us, I don't know, friends. Um, everything, everything since then makes me feel like I have a family. Um, and I lost my first one because I wasn't good enough, and I'm not going to fail again. And that's a promise to each and every one of you. Look, um, Dunce, I know, and everyone, the three of you included, he points to the three that um, weren't here when this all started. Um, three stooges in the background. <laughs> yeah. um, Isaac, I know. And over there, Gideon's all. <laughs> I know back Gideon before, for the win. I know uh, back before I said we weren't a group. And there was part of me that even when we came here today was ready to just be like, all right, and let's go our separate ways. And just head back to Shadowdale and do whatever it is a hero of wherever does. Um, but as someone who only knew his parents for a handful of years, um, I'm glad I get to play Big Brother for the lot of you. Even if it doesn't mean much to any of you. Uh, but uh, I won't keep talking because you're late as it is. Um, and nobody needs to worry about the about the werebore. I'm not crying. You are. Um, dunce. Dunce. Allergies. Dunce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of dust in here, dude. Yeah. Um, it's just sweating my eyes. Oh man, that... the the mold and pollen count is super high. Done. Dunce doesn't know what Halstead just said. There are two big words in there that he didn't get. But he walks over to Riker for a second and kind of cocks his head at him. And then as long as Riker doesn't full-on deck him in the head, Dunce is going to grab him by the waist and pick him up off the floor. He's going to really... Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. The... Yep. That means I'm free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, best believe this drink is gone. <laughs> but Dunce puts Riker down after a minute and just goes, I've never had a big brother before. Um, well, it, you, you do now. You keep um, squeezing like that, you won't much longer. Yeah, exactly. You won't Oops. have... Oh, thank you Sorry. so much. You know, the whole mortality thing, it's kind of scary. When you're hugging me. My bad. But being hugged to death wouldn't be so bad. Well, this being sweet and all, I'm going to go get my bounty. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate you all. Yeah, done. She leaves, comes back, big preach, big preach. That's my cat. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. 
Uh, Dunce kind of looks around and goes, so are we going? Let's go. Yeah, yeah, let's go, buddy. Uh, I hope you're coming. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to go over to the, the desk in the Adventure Center because something has occurred to me since I was here earlier. And I, I hold up the, the bag that I was given in exchange for the badges. And I was like, is there a Widows and Orphans fund that I could give this to? Uh, uh, I, I think there's, I think there's a way that like I think the there's a fund that like helps fund the families of fallen uh, adventurers. Uh-huh. Here, so you and I can go to the desk. Right, and we can I, check. I'm not entirely I'm not entirely sure what I was supposed to do with this bag. It was just kind of given to me. But Speaking if I'm bags. not going to be if I'm not going to be given any specific instructions on what to do with it, I might as well funnel it back into the the families of the owners of those badges that I handed in earlier. Hey, Wise. You can go oh. in front of me at the desk, I guess. Okay, cool. Hope, hope for the but win. I, su- I suppose I might join the guild. I might as well. Hey, not you. But so hey. she's going to look over and say, um, I think we forgot to have to do count out that money. You want to sit and work on that before we leave. I, uh, Dunce, like, takes the thing out and jingles it for a second and then looks over at Church and he goes, I can try, I can't count this high. I'll have you. Okay. I spent my count stars above. So we'll sit down on the ground, crisscross us in the office. <laughs> yep. Dunce is used to sitting on the floor. There's usually not many chairs that can hold him. All right, so while we do that, uh, while they do that, Hope and I go to the front of the desk. Okay. Erin, I ask the person at the desk about a Widows and Orphans Fund. Mm-hmm. He says, yes, absolutely, we take donations for the families that have lost their, have lost adventurers. Okay, so you know, the, you know this bag you gave me earlier for all the badges I turned in? Yeah. Why don't we put that there? Alright. He takes it. Opens his drawer and thunk, puts it back in and closes the drawer. Cool. And also I'd like to join the guild. Oh, excellent. Um he rifles around, pulls out some paperwork and says, Alright, here's the paperwork and I'm gonna need uh, the hundred orm Oh, no, never mind. Free join imps right now. Okay, just fill this out. I stand off to one side to fill it out. Okay. I'm back about the bounty. Um, he looks at your if... badge and he goes, clearly you're okay now. Um, all right. Um, he looks over and he goes, Zamza, take the desk. And he looks at you and he goes, you need to follow me. Okay. He takes you off to a side office. Um, He takes a key off from around his neck, unlocks a drawer, and pulls a file of information out. He says, the information I'm about to share with you is for your ears only. You're not supposed to share it with anyone. You're not to discuss this in the open with anyone. If anybody comes to you asking information about this specifically, you need to treat them with high suspicion. 
Okay. There's a man here. He hands you a drawing of a figure in shrouded leather armor. It's got a mask on. This man calls himself Zarin Akar. Two days ago, Zarin Akar broke into Blackstone Prison and stole an artifact from the prisoner lockup. Mm. I can't tell you what the artifact is. I don't know what the artifact is. I don't have high enough clearance to know what the artifact is. However, the artifact that he has stolen is important enough that His Majesty Prince Gaspar is offering a personal favor to the person who retrieves this artifact and brings Zaranakar in alive. Alive? Okay. Yes. Alright. And, um, do we have any idea where he was last seen? No. Chance? Um, no? he obviously he goes, the, uh, ships to he goes, the ships to Blackstone uh, depart here and Aria as is needed. The one that he departed on was a vessel that took supplies in and came back here with um, one of the prison's staff aboard of it. Um, rather large, lesser fell pool woman named Mada. The large white one that took l- large white lion esque, you would say. Yes. Right? With the black. Yes, the I vessel. Met... Yes, he escaped on that vessel. And escaped the prison here when Mana was brought in. Okay. So, a day or two. Um, there has been no vessel to the mainland yet beyond this. So, either he has secreted himself somewhere within the town or he has an, his own means of departure. Okay. Either way, this right. is an important deal and it must be handled with the utmost discretion. I'll leave right now. Is there anything else I should know? Whatever the artifact is, you need to make sure that it is contained. It is not meant for usage or to be handled. If you acquire it, do not take it out of the bag. Do not remove it from its contents. Do not attempt to divine or pry as to the nature of the artifact and its abilities. Alright, so leave the cat in the bag. I can do that. Good. Your name? Amaria Hunt. Good. He puts a notation on it. It says, in the event he kills you in the line of duty, do you want anything sent, any words or personal materials to uh, family retainers or anyone like that? I am to be killed, much against my... And she puts her hand on her chest. Much against my normal customs. I would like to be sent out by sea and lit on fire. That's something that my great ancestor did and I would like to do the same. Fair enough. He puts a notation in a file that has your name on it. Thank you. Very well. Good hunting. I'll need it. It would leave and would actually walk out of the guild. Okay. Um, As Hope is returning towards the desk with her paperwork filled out. Zamza smiles and he's like, as you come close and the other guy comes up and just kind of palms on the side of his head, just shoves him out of the chair. Let me take care of your paperwork (laughs) for you. Oh, thank God. 
Okay. There you go. Paperwork. Takes your paperwork, processes it. Says, oh, you're a healer. Here you go. He fishes out and hands you a badge, and he says, this badge signifies that you are a member of the Magician's Guild, as of uh, the Magic User's Guild. Um, therefore, you'll be informed of any quests currently on the roster for someone of your specific skill set. Okay. Do you have any questions? Cool. Not right now. Welcome to the guild. He takes <clears> your <throat> paperwork, he files it off into a drawing. Goes, Next! <laughs> I just walk off. Like, not really sure what to do. Uh, okay. We would have uh, we would have waited for her like to uh, be finished with the... Uh... Oh, no, wait. We're all still in the office to uh, still counting the funds, right? Yes. 8,888. Yeah. This Please. is the one that was handed to us by Hope. Yeah. Okay, the one handed to you by Hope only has a little bit of money inside of it. There's a, uh, a dagger shaped like a cat's claw with a made of metal with a pale blue sheen on it. And uh, a hastily scribbled note folded up. I'll pick up the note and read it. Okay. Allowed. The note says I don't know what to say. Um, what happened down there was a lot more than I thought I was than I was ready for. I thought I was ready for an adventure and I was not ready for that. So I think I need to take some time and figure out what I'm going to do. So, um, um, tell Dancy's great. Tell Sersha she's scary. Um, you can give this to A if you want. I know she wanted it. She tried to, say, to trade me a broken short sword for it. Don't know how I feel about that. Um, I'll see you guys out there. Pick up the dagger and uh, fold around and tuck it away in the pouch where I keep my pebbles. That answers that question. I like Sammy. I did too. I think we'll see her in me. Someone okay. that crafty. Oh, she's okay. Oh, I'll find you again. Yeah. <sighs> well, uh, if we're if we're done counting, we should probably head over to Dunce's uh, first lesson. We don't want him to be late. Um, Hope, what do you do after you finish your paperwork and all that? Uh, I pin my. 
my shiny badge onto my robe next to presumably the badge that I have for the Healer's Guild. And I go and browse the listings, see okay. what's on there. All right. Um, as the group emerges from the back office, uh, you see Hope perusing the uh, job board. Um, there is no sign of Amaria. Uh, um, Gideon is uh, nowhere to be seen as well, and um, Isaac is sitting in the chair outside the office waiting for the group. Did did Amaria pull on Amaria again and just like zoom off? Isaac nods. Uh, yeah, yeah she uh, went to a back office, talked to one of the employees, and marched off like she had an agenda. Okay. Well, this, at least we know she'll be safe. She's capable of that. We know uh, she sleeps. That's true. I was too uh, busy with paperwork. Look, I have, I have a badge now. Oh, I got yay. to both the badges oh. on my robe. You, uh, your character didn't have a badge from the healing from the healers oh, group okay. before. You just got they they gave you local tutoring and all that, but it wasn't a, oh, right, okay. an official office. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, just one badge. Well, a uh, house little, uh, house, like, you just gonna be like, oh boy, and then all of a sudden you just see, like, uh, flip and, like, there's five hostages, like, with a banner that say, like, congratulations, and one of them has, like, a little party horn that just goes, <laughs> Actually, the party horn makes no sound because you can only affect one sense at a time. <laughs> Oh, I painted my mitt with my mouth. So there it's like. <laughs> there you go. And I'm absolutely delighted. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. I should have done this ages ago. Uh, just, and then all, like, as they bow, it's like a domino, but like they slide back over into like the hostel at the end, where it's just like. Welcome aboard. Thank you. The music goes slightly dubstep. Uh, you were going to take a dance to us. You're fine now. <laughs> we were going to take... We were going to take... Great. We were going to take dance over to uh, his uh, first blacksmith lesson. Do, do, do you want to join us? Yeah. Yeah, I, I got nothing else to do. I might as well. All right. Yeah. Well, then. All right. Hop, skip, jump over to the fort. As the group leaves, A is on the side of the guild just sharpening her knives and all, all of her knives just waiting for them outside. Yeah, Dance. Dunce is going to how how's her sharp knife sharpening for? It's not rad. Dunce is going to walk over to A and immediately go, give me those. <laughs> My babies, take care of them. I'm not going to hurt them. I'm going to do a better job than you're doing right now. Here. You have they can stab things. About. Yes, but not well. 
and Dunst takes them and does a quick sharpening job. I'm assuming at like lightning speed. Yeah, it's it's a simple thing you've done a hundred times. Yep, and then Dunst is going to hold up a blade of grass above one of them and just drop it. Okay, this this is. Do you think this could unarm? Um. Okay. We'll just keep this unsaid. And she puts her arm, or puts her, uh, I keep saying arm, puts her glasses away. You only have one right now. I have two. Did you? Oh, yeah, you did pick up your second one. Sorry, I was thinking of Riker. <laughs> Riker was the one who lost his. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't. I, ooh, don't That's, talk about that. That's hurtful. <laughs> I literally, it was literally have, about, no, I have none. Yeah. 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 Dunst just literally goes, maybe when you... I'm assuming you're going to get yours now. Um, I'm, assu- I'm assuming you're going to get your bounty now. Um, soon. I, You guys are going to uh, the blacksmith, correct? Yeah, I gotta go to class. Yeah, I'll come with you. Uh, I might have you guys make something for me. You said go to class. This is... Is that wrong? No. No, it's great. It's cute. I think he misses his job before this. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Isaac, right? uh, Isaac pats Dunce on the uh, arm. I'd say shoulder, but you've got a good four feet on him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Isaac pats you on the arm and he goes, do good. Thank you. I'll see everybody later. Yeah, Isaac Hi, makes Isaac. his way out. Hi, Isaac. Okay. Great guy. Great guy. He oh, is. Okay. Really yeah. good food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really good food. Oh, yeah. I'll have to take your word for it. Oh, it's next. Oh, man. Oh, hope you got to try it next time. Like, he's got a cart, pushes it around. Uh, the shish kebabs good. make you feel oh. like you're like a whole we're, new person. We're, we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. who all is going to Dunce's first lesson? I'm not going to a, a, like attend it, <laughs> but I am going to be there to. Acquire. I was about to say Dunce 100 percent is going to shrink under performance anxiety. <laughs> the whole group goes in. <laughs> just, all right. Dunce. I'm just there to sweep the floors and keep an eye out. I told you I'd be there. All right. It's like the family that I don't goes know what else to do with myself, so I'm just there. All it's right. like the family that goes to see that one kid's recital. <laughs> exactly. All right. So the whole group heads over to Fandle Forge. Uh, you go inside. Um, you see uh, Eleanor working the forge, as she is accustomed to. Um, the blacksmith is a woman of lean figure, but she's very toned muscularly. She works hard, obviously. Um, her hair is fiery red and cut very short and wild. Uh, her skin has a healthy tan to it. Um, she wears clothes just a little upward of the side of uh, um, you your basic fare. It's the quality of things is a little bit more than you'd see in a, in a, just on a, on a bottom line store. Uh, probably she probably makes her own. So there's a a level of quality to be had there. Um, 
part of her face and one of her eyes is hidden behind an eye patch. Um, and around it, you can see some scarring, old scars. This is an injury that happened a long time ago. Um, she has long leather, leather gloves up to her elbows while she works, but she doesn't wear an apron over the fire. So she uh, looks up as the group comes in and she goes, Oh, welcome. Have you come for your first lesson dance? Yeah. And he pulls out his pencil and new notebook and he goes, I can't write very well. Um, but I got I can draw pictures. That's perfectly fine. We'll just work on things by hand. You can take notes on whatever you want to take notes on. It'll be nice okay. and low pressure. Okay. Also, just in case you don't have to work on my hammer when I'm not here. I I don't want you to be bothered by if you have other things to do. She smiles at you and she goes, "Dance, I do this work because I love it." Okay. And uh, she goes, but first, Mr. Latimer, your axes? Yes, of course. Um, are they done? Of course. She uh, goes over and uh, from under the cupboard, under the countertop, pulls out a pair of Alaskas wrapped in leather. And she unwraps them and she offers them out to you to examine. The blades are keenly sharp. The metal is freshly oiled. They are mm. exceptional in quality. May I hold them? She's offered them out to you. Okay. Yes, Dunce. As they get past, does Dunce see anything that could be done better with them? I know that's a little bold because this is a blacksmith master. but No, her work is exceptional. Cool. How do they feel in my hand? Um, Hands. Brand new. Like... Yours have had taken a good amount of wear and tear and been used and hammered and you've bounced them off a lot of things that they weren't intended to hit and you bounced them off more things they were intended to hit. These are perfectly balanced, very well done. They're solid in your hands. All right, then. They'll need to be broken into, but um, the weight's fine. And he kind of holds them parallel side by side. You aren't kidding. You followed it to the T. Truly two twins. Thank you. Here's your pay. She takes the uh, the 50 arm from you. Says thank you. Make sure to make deductions on your character sheets. Mm-hmm. Side note, did we get paid for clearing the catacombs or did I miss it? Yeah, we haven't done the paying okay. it out yet because you got cool. that's what you guys were separating. I as well. Yeah, you guys had a big had pouch money. of money from the catacombs that Dunce had, and then you yeah. had the small pouch that Hope brought with her. I okay. I admit, open the one. Sorry, we just spent a while doing nothing but counting out however many thousand or was. <laughs> he, yeah, I thought we counted both. Yeah, yeah. Did any of you write down how much the the job in the uh, depths was? I did. Yeah, it was like I'd, twenty thousand. Yeah, it was twenty thousand. So if we're splitting it between the five and not including hope, which Dunce will be very sad about, um, <laughs> it's it's four it's four k each. 
This is not gonna take a cut. Um, wait, what did you say, Dan? Hope can have Sersha's cut. She's not gonna take it. Okay. I I wasn't there. I didn't do anything. If you don't, the rest of us are gonna fight over it. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) I literally do not need it. After uh, she handed over the new uh, things to uh, Riker, yes, it would look at the uh, shop owner and say, "Do you guys have any arm that be readily available?" I'm. I have to go take care of a few things, and I need protection. She uh, looks at you and she says, you know, I'm surprised that you don't wear a heart plate. Well, I did a while ago. And then uh, down in the catacombs, everything just disappeared. I got really messed up. Otherwise, I would be wearing a heart plate. Yes. Dunce kind of looks between A and Eleanor and goes... Can that be part of my practice? What? Dunce kind of looks at A and he's just like, do you trust me to help make whatever you're going to wear? Yeah. Of course. Is that okay, Eleanor? And she goes, oh, you want to work on her armor? That's perfectly fine. Mm. Well, then, we'll make our first step. We'll make, She goes, our first lesson will be how to make a heart plate. Okay. Do you know what a heart plate is? I'm assuming it goes over... And he doesn't, like, say it out loud, but he just kind of points to Amaria's, like, torso. Um, she says, uh, you're not wrong. A heart plate, initially, was a piece of armor um, that was made for archers so that they wouldn't get shot while they're working the top line of the Castle Parliament. It's a metal plate treated and it has a set of straps that secure it over the heart. Or, as they've been more popularized for uh, Chevalier, to cover the seed core so that they don't unintentionally die when somebody hits them. Uh, uh, Excuse me. Uh, But what do you think you could recommend that... uh... Uh, a Dinuki side? She looks at you and she goes, I'm afraid we're going to have to custom manufacture whatever it is you wear, my little friend. Perhaps something in chain mail. Ah, custom made. I like it. Alright, and she sets about um, she sets about teaching Dunce, basically walking Dunce through how to do the basics of hammering out and refining a metal plate for making the armor. Mm-hmm. So. Do I have to roll to see how poor, well or how badly Dunst does? No, not at all. This is purely training exercise, my boy. Okay, cool. <laughs> all Just right. making sure he doesn't burn so, the building to the ground. No, this is what you're going to be working on for the rest of the evening. Yep. Um... Jordan, what do you do this evening? Do you hang out while this is going on, or? Uh, Halstead will actually uh, 
step out and uh, he's going to scout around the area to uh, look for to look for a tailor. Okay. So you go looking for someone to work your clothes. Okay. Um, Sersha, you're sweeping and doing general genitorial? <clears throat> yeah, whatever she needs help with. Because it doesn't require too help. Okay. Um, odds or evens? Fuck. Uh, even. Okay. You, um, I didn't even do anything. You grab the broom with the right hand and um, set about basic tasks with and relative with that, with relatively minimal stumbling. Although it does take you a little bit to work out a groove of using a, a hay string brush on a, the floor there with one hand. Takes about you a little it. bit to figure out how I'm to break it in. Stunts. Alright. Uh, what about Riker? What are you doing? Um, after I finish paying for my Velasca, I go outside and I just go out, like, I walk and find a place in either town, like in an alley or something, and I just start going through Velasca swings and drills. Okay. Um... It would better suit you to step out of town to do that, just so that you don't unintentionally whack a building while you're going through this. Fair. So. Um, he, he like, looks at an alleyway or something and is, like, thinks about it. And then he decides against it, walks out of town. Yeah. I was going to say, you, you stretch out your arm at full extension and visualize the axe, and you're like, nah, it's not enough clearance. <laughs> Um, Eleanor takes your measurements, Lolly, so that she can properly work out, um, basically, well, Dunce is forging the piece of metal for your heart plate. She takes your measurements and all that to set you up. Okay. Um, after she takes your measurements, she says that they'll have them for you probably in the next day or so. That works perfectly for me. Thank you. All right. And where do you go from there? Um, I was actually just about to message you. So um, with A, she would go ahead and uh, she would say goodbye to the rest of everyone, rest of the group that's there, and would go ahead and go and look around the town, not making it noticeable that she's trying to look for someone. Okay. Um, I was going to message you since she is a... Chroma, is there any way that she's able to um, enchant? So do like a phantom brave with her like pocket knife, like her boot knife or one of her uh, gladiuses to have a ghost come and search with her? Um, they don't get as much action. They only have a handful of turns that you can summon them in. But you can certainly do that. Okay, because I'm trying... I, yeah, I would go ahead and do that. Um, so I would take my pocket knife that's out of that's in my boot, and I would summon a spectral being to go ahead and hunt um, some of the less lit areas since I don't have any armor right now. Okay, that's fair. All right, um, Dan, were you trying to say something? You look like you're raising your hand for a minute. <laughs> 
Uh, I was just gonna ask if uh, Sersha could like butt in and ask about Heartplate too. After people have touched her seed core against her will, she doesn't like it. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. I will do. We will do that in just a moment. Um. What is Hope doing while this is all going on? Halstead has excused himself. Riker has excused himself. Amaria has excused herself. Uh, I might just find a corner to sit in and pull out a ball of yarn and a crochet hook. Okay. And you set into the work you do so well. Excellent. Okay. Um, so, Sersha, the rest of the group has basically set themselves up. Dunce is hammering away at a piece of metal. Um, Eleanor is um, going over her measurements for Amaria and looking at how to line up uh, her heart plate and all that. Um, two two questions, really quickly. Eleanor. She looks up at you as she's working. She goes, of course. One, uh, would I be able to get one of those made for my of course. Um, <laughs> another question. And Serta is going to like look at her knowingly and say, Are you okay? She smiles at you. She's never better. Does Sersha feel anything? No. Like, what was felt the last time she was in there? No. Um, in, no. Fa- in fact... No, you don't feel anything. Everything feels nice and chill. Sus. Okay. Shh, it's fine, it's fine. Sersha <laughs> <laughs> will just nod and, uh... Thank her and go off on working around the shop to clean and occasionally hip bump dunce as she passes by with a broom. Okay. All right. It's her way. No. Um, Over the course of the evening, dunce, um, you labor in. um, Every once in a while, Eleanor will step in and she'll adjust what you're doing. Like, she'll, she'll shift you a little bit, or she'll say, now move here, heat that up more, just little bits of prodding here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the evening, um, you put the heart plate into the quench, and the oil belches fire and smoke, um, and you realize that you've been doing this for several hours now. Time is literally just blurred by on you. It is well past dinner time. And your stomach's like... In your torso. Um, but you pull the, the mostly finished heart plate out of the quench. And it looks like something that you would see hanging on Duncan's wall. In his shop. Dunn's kind of just smiles to himself and it just kind of goes and he's under his breath he's going to just oh boy, nope, not going to get myself this time, got it, got it, got it, I'm fine 
Crack the waterworks, do it. I'm not he's ready. Not, he's your to... tears to stain me. Tap, tap, <laughs> tap, dance his face. But no, Dunce is going to. But Dunce is going to kind of hold it with the tongs because it's still probably hot, and he's just going to smile to himself for a second and then just go, "Thanks, Dad." And then he's going to start putting stuff to back together. <laughs> I think Jordan needed a heart plate too. Apparently, <laughs> I feed the story, the narrator. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, Your feels sustain me. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. All right. It's so good. Uh, All right. Um, Eleanor uh, gently lays a hand on your arm and she goes, you did exceptionally well, Dunce. Thank you. She uh, takes the, the heart plate from you and she says, I'll get it polished up and we can do the brass and the leather rivets on it tomorrow. Is that one for A or Saoirse? It's whoever you want to give it to. It's your handiwork. Dunce is going to take, like, maybe... I don't know how long this would take, but um, if Saoirse's still there, he's going to try to, as subtly as possible, turn his back to her as he does this last bit, and he's going to ding a set a closed fist on the heart plate that just kind of looks like this. Okay. You 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 take an extra minute to uh, engrave it. Oh, there she smiles at you, nods approvingly as you do this. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. Give me play. Give me an entire night of role play while I'm playing a big sad boy. You're gonna get tears. Stop. Right. <laughs> Joke on jokes. Done. I was literally about to be. <laughs> That's amazing. Jokes on me. I got myself twice. So. All right. Um, she takes that from you to polish up so that you can put the finishing touches on it tomorrow. Okie dokie. Um. Your stomach growls ferociously again, as if to say, I have not been fed and I'm not okay with this. Dad's is just going to kind of grip his stomach and go, sorry. <laughs> she smiles at you and she goes, it's perfectly fine. Go get something to eat. I'm sure okay. your friends are equally hungry. Oh, yeah. Search your hope. Sorry. Huh? Mm. <laughs> I, I live off of scraps of bread. I've just been completely zoned out. Yeah, the monk has like the monk has like half an af or not the monk. The monk is sweeping the floor with one hand, like, and uh, the uh, the healer has knitted half an afghan. <laughs> She's been sitting there. I've made three hats, a pair of gloves, a full five foot scarf. <laughs> Every single fucking corner and dusty. Yeah, it's immaculately clean in there. The floor is spotless. Um, the only chore I was ever okay with. <laughs> but there's, like, there's one hat. Eat off this thing. Riker, yeah. I'm going to roll a d6 for me. You got it, Bush. Oh, boy. 
just D6, right? Just a D6. Uh, four. Okay. Um, during your exercise, you stumbled upon a pack of four goblins making their circuit around the city, which provided for ample practice to make yourselves comfortably adjusted to your new axes. Oh. Um, uh, were they the talking type at all? Um, not unless you get as, you know, a dialectable thing. Okay, so I know for a fact, as someone who has expanse lore, or species lore, that they aren't... Goblins don't engage in discourse. Goblins rob places, kill people, do horrible things to... So I fucking hate them. Yes. And I love that. Yes. So, like, literally, you get to blow off all the steam. And uh, and And I do it. And mow your way through um, a a a little uh, quad of goblins. Um... For for the viewers at home, as Riker cuts through these guys, um, you kind of get a sense that it's been a while since he's felt good about killing things without without having the backup of "I'm not gonna die." Like it felt good to kill things, but also be like, "It's me. It's not some extra power. It's actually me." You take your bumps and scrapes. You take them down, and it is. A liberating sensation to be just the man and not the beast within him for once. Tack a uh, 500 XP onto your character sheet for that. Yeah! Much appreciate. We love that. Halstead uh, <laughs> goes and engages in his um, in his plan there and uh, um, comes out of it having discovered tucked away off to the side a tweed suit that had been stashed away for a young man who did not come to collect. So, um, you're, with your interest in your eye and for the scant sum of ten orum, they tuck it into the right places and you strap yourself in and you feel like a civilized Danuki for the first time in five days. <sighs> yeah. Right. And then I... And then I uh, go into uh, details like the ones that I sent you, yes. and then and they work after on that, that I'll yeah I'll, I'll make my way making my way back up yep. <laughs> to uh, exactly. the rest of the group. And uh, finally, Amaria, as you uh, are going about things, doing your hunt, um, as you're making your way past an alleyway, uh, your Phantom Brave is off to another side. You're canvassing, looking through things, and you catch a glimpse of a figure standing in the alleyway. Um, He does not attempt to hide himself from you, but you cannot see him clearly in the dark. And he looks over at you. As the DM dickers with his mic for a minute. Oh, I was about to say, I'm like, if he's making that noise, I don't want to know. No. I don't want to go, I don't want to go no. him. No, as you're sitting in there, he leans over there and he goes, You have all the potential you could need, young Kruma. You only need to learn to point yourself in the right direction. Take this. He uh, tosses something and something rolls out, rolls down the alleyway towards you. Consider it an investment on what your powers will become as you evolve. I will see you again, Amaria. 
It's only a matter of time. How do you know who I am? The figure steps back in into the side in the dark. The object that rolls out and touches your foot. Is a silver spear is a silver sphere about the size of a baseball engraved in runes. Can I sense any magic on it? As soon as you touch it, you sense the intent of the object. Its purpose is to hold a phantom brave charge longer than it should. Oh boy. She leans over and picks it up. Better believe. Alright. What is this? A spear? Um, you're not sure what the metal is. You've not encountered something like it before. You're not sure what the runic language is. Um, but from what the magic tells you when you touch it, it effectively adds ten rounds onto the Phantom Brave if you use that as your focus. And at this point, when I see this character, um or this person who passes me that sphere. Um, how long have I been looking with my Phantom Brave? Um, holding my pocket knife. Um, my boot knife. What jostles you out of staring after him is the sound of your weapon clattering to the street next to you. So it's about time. Hmm. The figure, the shadow of the figure, what you can see beyond there is it's a man. Um... Not particularly large or small in build, fairly average. Although, not uh, his the shape of his figure is well formed. There's not a lot of fat or anything to it. It's they're crisp, clean lines. Um, the hat on his head looks to be well uh, uh, looks to be uh, well and fine. Some sort of noble's outfit, most likely. Um, would I have recognized him from my past? No. No, it is not him. Um, the only other thing about it is at one point you heard him draw in and you saw the faint red glow of some sort of uh, lit object pressed to his lips. And the smell of the smoke that drifts out of it is um, not tobacco. It's uh, sawn grass. You you feel it kind of brush out, and it's got kind of a, a a soft, earthy smell to it, and it kind of soothes just the slightest bit of edge for it. Is he still there? No. Okay. No, when you've clattered, you look over and you look back, he's gone. Okay. You didn't feel a flicker of magic. You didn't hear the sound of a footstep. Okay. And when he was speaking with me, uh, since I do have judgment, since I am a bounty hunter, uh, could I tell that he was telling me the truth? Um, you did not attempt to discern while he was speaking with you. Your okay. attention was elsewhere, so you're not entirely certain. Okay. <laughs> so A would go out and take the spear and say, I'm probably, I want to use this. I have a feeling it would be amazing. But I think it might be smart to check that little Danuki to see if he knows, if Halstead knows about this. And she would put it in her pack and would go back to her pocket knife, pick it up and re-enchant it so that she would be able to keep it. Okay. 
as you stoop back over to pick it up, um, it, you're aware of the fact that the hour has grown advanced. You've been canvassing the streets for several hours. Your stomach growls in annoyance at you because you have not put bacon or bacon-like objects in yourself for some time. <laughs> um, it. The uh, evening crowds are out, people making their way around to restaurants and the like. Um, have I gotten any information? No. Not a damn thing. A would continue looking. She has jerky somewhere, or she can find jerky since she did hunt this morning. Okay. Alright. The rest of the group sans her, reconnects at various places. They all approach uh, the Fandle Forge, and you find yourselves rejoined on the street. The smells from the different restaurants are kind of drifting out into the night air. You can... The people are going around talking about what they're going to eat, what they're going to do. It's later in the evening, 7, 8 o'clock. Uh, hey, Dunt, how's class? It is cool. I'm making uh, uh, armor for A and uh, Sersha. Oh, that's great. That's... That is super uh, great to hear. Uh, but uh, I was wondering, since, uh, since class, I, I assume, is done and over with, uh, uh, would you like to come with me somewhere? Uh, there's a place that I want to go, and it's, uh, uh, it's a bit of a surprise. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay. Uh, so uh, just uh, follow me this way. Uh, or actually, I'll just, House will just float up, uh, sit on his shoulder, and it's just like, Okay, go that way. Well, I will tell you that by the time you return to uh, the shop where you had been, they have closed for the evening. Ah, you bastards. You told me you'd stay open. (laughs) Uh, Well, okay. So, oh, in any case, uh, Dunce, you have done a remarkable job being... uh, being knighted. I just wanted you to know that I am uh, very proud of you. And when you decided to rip off your cloak, I thought that that was a very brave thing you did. So, uh, as a sort of a reward to you, I decided that you are no longer going to be a dunce that hides away and uh, like has people try their best not to have people look at him but have it so that people get to uh, witness you and so uh, in there uh, by uh, uh, soon enough they will have a fully uh, custom tailored uh, outfit uh, set for your design the door opens and the guy looks at and he goes there you are I thought you weren't coming back come inside Oh, thank you. Oh, oh, come on, let's go. Dunce kind of awkwardly, like he's obviously kind of in shock because Halstead, he's just, he looks at Halstead as they're going through the door. He's just like, wait, so I'm going to be dressed like you? Oh, God, no, 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 no. You're going to get dressed like you. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll explain. Dunce is mine. <laughs> Yeah, Dunce, like, looks down, and he's just like, I am wearing clothes. So, uh, 
Okay. So the people in the shop um, set about taking Dunce's measurements. And um, as they're doing this, yeah. the the lead tailor leans over and he goes, "This is gonna take a few days. He's really big." I know, but I'm pay- like just like I'm paying you, and I will pay you double to get it done the next day. And I just like <laughs> like just more orum. <laughs> he, he looks at you and he goes, "Challenge accepted." Done. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, where it's just like, uh, and I'll go over the details of like, uh, of the fabric stuff and selected later on. Right. They take all of your measurements. They they take all of the measurements and, uh, it takes like four of them to get all of Dunce's measurements (laughs) and it involves a ladder. They, they tie a couple (laughs) of measuring tools together to get an appropriate width in some way. (laughs) And, uh. At the end of which they're like, we'll have this done for you in the next few days. And one guy walks up and he narrows his eyes at Halstead and he goes, we'll have your stuff done by the end of day tomorrow. That's what I thought. Dunce kind of shrinks away at that one tailor's intensity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Halstead and the tailor are both like... (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. All right. Okay. All right. Let's. I know you're pretty hungry, so uh, let's go back and meet up with everybody. I'm sure we're. I'm sure we've all worked up a healthy appetite, especially you. All right. As you guys make your way out, you encounter Riker coming in from the woods. Blood, blood, axes nope. in there. <laughs> no. No. Dunce immediately like goes. Riker, are you okay? I'm fine. It's not mine. <laughs> it's goblin blood. Like, I just it was good right, to know. It's good to be me again. Is all. Well, uh, well, you know, uh, uh you know, well it's just the three of us. Uh I I I kinda did something. And from uh, from Hostage's tail, uh, you see like uh, you see like the the huge bottle from the office that he snuck in, like in the bushiness of his tail. Dunce looks down, takes one and look just... at it, looks back up, and starts beelining it for the thick. Beelining it for the wake it waking and just going, I didn't see it, I didn't see it, I didn't see it, I won't get in trouble wait, if I didn't see wait, it. Wait, wait, no. <laughs> okay, Amaria, as you're making your way around the circuit of the neighborhood, you see Dunce walking to the inn, bloody Riker following, and then Halstead chasing with a giant bottle of liquor. At this point, I would turn to my Phantom Brave and say, It looks like it's the end of the night. Thank you for your service. I'll be taking my knife back. <laughs> clatter, clatter, clatter. And A would join the group because okay. jerky was not enough, apparently. For sure, Hope still just chilling. Fandle Forge. No, Dunce would have. Dunce said, "Go get dinner." Mm, nope. <laughs> it's a surprise for you and Halstead. 
No, but he, no, he didn't say go with us. Dunce wanted to make sure you went and ate. He said go get dinner. <laughs> Dunce goes Highest to the Wakenin. Characters here. How you doing? <laughs> Dunce goes over to the Wakenin and opens the door, sees that Sir and Hope aren't in there, and just goes, Oh, for the love of insurance, back to the forge. He's just like, Get your butts to dinner. Let's go. Wait, but I need to clean. Actually, uh, this isn't that bad of an aesthetic. All right. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I did uh, not bloody aesthetic. I love it. I didn't hear a damn thing you said, did you? Yeah, that was because I had myself muted. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Anyway, I, w- I was just, I was so into my crochet, I knew nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and on the plus side, I now have five hats, three pairs of gloves, a five-foot-long scarf, two pairs of socks, and a bag. Goodness gracious. To put all of that in. <laughs> I love it. Sersha's just, just been watching her the entire people. time. Do we notice the pile of clothing that is just... Hey, I'm bringing that microwave and toaster over right now. <laughs> I love microwaves and toasters. Yo, I need a new microwave. I am so confused as to what that was and where that came from. Snapchat. I'm so sorry. I thought I didn't mean to press it. The audacity. (laughs) You people in your cell phones rather than paying attention to my story. How dare you? Damn. I've been drawing my outfit and writing down all this and a broom. Yeah, right. I have everything written down. That was the one accident. I, I was have no choice but to pay attention. My phone is my webcam. Mm, true. Well done. Well done. I'm, I'm going to choose that as willful following and, and not willful disobedience. So, <laughs> all right. Um, now with a dunce having retrieved Sersha and Hope forcibly... <laughs> Just walk him back with one something, but I forgot what it was. Okay. The group. Um, does the group, not assuming, does the group go back to the rest and wake for dinner now? That it is later in the evening. I say dinner and maybe, maybe bathhouse. Dunce would Dunce will go to dinner. Dunce is too tired to go to the bathhouse. It is way past his bedtime. He eats and then passes out. Okay. Respectful. So Respectful. Dunce eats, goes to bed. What does Hope do? And um, she eats and bathhouse sounds like a good idea, so let's go to the bathhouse. Alright. Sergio? I'll accompany her. Okay. Muted Lolly. Still muted, Lolly. Still muted. Yes. There you are. Sorry. There you go. Oh, but I could throw things at you. All right. Um, uh, why? Just... No. <laughs> okay. So, um, what do you do? Um, I want food. I'm hungry. Okay, so you go go food, and then do you bathhouse afterwards? Uh, yeah, bathhouse sounds nice. Okay, Halstead is food and bathhouse Riker. Uh, Riker is uh, food and bathhouse. Yeah. Okay. Riker's food and bathhouse as well. All right. Hmm. Or bathhouse than food. Food than bathhouse. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, so people eat. Dunce goes to bed. The rest of the group goes to the bathhouse afterwards. Dunce, you're dreaming. Oh, boy. <laughs> you're standing over the anvil, hammering away at a, uh, a shakusha. A long staff with a heavy metal ring at the top and several other rings inset in it. An object of power. Something you are driven to create because it is an object to protect. It is something meant to be powerful. But you have limited skill and the object will not take shape as you want it to. You become aware. You're, you're you. You know what you want it to be, but it won't take the form you're trying to give it. It's not yielding the result. And then from behind you, you hear, "Your will to create is strong, Dunce, but you lack the knowledge. You lack the training. I can give you." that training. I can give you the power to make the things you envision. You, uh, you, you feel this kind of like a power kind of surge in you for an instant. And for just the barest of moments, you can see the design that you want to make. You can see that object realized in its full form and in its perfection. Every fine detail, shaped, carved, hand-tooled in perfect fidelity. Just for an instant, you can see it. It's like the power leans over you and you can see for an instant as you're touched by it, you can see the shape of what you're looking to make. And then it releases and you feel yourself settle back to your own limitations. There is a being standing across from you. You thought you were big. Oh, no! (laughs) You are staring at a creature that is easily 40 feet in size. And the blade, the blade that is clutched in its right hand is so long that you cannot see the termination of its end. The being in front of you is composed of armor that is broken in battle of weapons that have waged war until they could be wielded no longer it is propelled by the will of the hammer and the desire to create it is and you know this as you look at this you understand what it is it is pure inspiration it is the blacksmith's design the will to create manifest in physical form it is connected to the roots of the world itself. It was, it, its being was sparked into creation when the first weapon was bashed against an anvil. And it will be the final thing that comes from the forge before the fire is extinguished. It is neither good nor evil. It is pure design and pure inspiration. It is a muse of creation, of metalworking, of crafting, of everything that blacksmiths glimpse the fraction of when they take that road to create. And it looks at you and you feel 
the weight of its gaze and all this knowledge, centuries, centuries of crafting, of power and potential manifested right in front of you like you could touch it. And it says, I am Klexen of the world's bones. I was born when the first object was forged on the fires of the hearth. And I will cease to be when the last weapon clatters to the battlefield forgotten. You have potential. You have strength and desire. You have people you wish to protect. You have things you wish to create. And together, if you will take my hand, you will see these things realized. Will you let me help you create what you desire? Can Dream Dance move? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Awesome. I didn't know. I, I, okay. Um, oh, jeez. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. You're not um, afraid. You're not... You're, you're not threatened by this. It, no. This is this is not something, you know. It's it's not something that's fearful. This is simply, it's like when you are standing in the room with Halen. It it's not you know, and standing in the room across from Celine. It's not something terrifying. It's not standing in a room with a threat. It's standing in the face of something that is so much bigger than your perception of what is there. But what it is, is it offers you and you know that what it's saying is absolutely true. In that, in that creature's hand, in that being's hand, is the realization of potential. If you reach for that hand, you will create. There is no question. It is inspiration and aspiration and artisan gift and design. Dunce very, very tentatively reaches his hand out and grips. Okay. Klaxon's hand closes around your own in a firm handshake. And there is no... There's no expression to his face because his face is literally just an empty helmet that broke on a warrior's skull in ages past. And it shakes your hand and it says, Very well. Then let us give form. To what you desire. Riker, I want you to roll your endurance. Oh boy. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. Do some quick math, aka employing my calculator. Mm-hmm. 72. Okay. You guys go to the bathhouse. You eat, you oh, wash, no. and everything else. When suddenly this guttural shriek rips through the night air. Oh no. You hear this splinter of wood, this crack of stone. The wall to the women's washroom implodes as this eight foot tall boar man beast with fingers as thick as an infant's torso rips through the wood and the stone like it's nothing. And the beast just lumbers in there and it looks over and this one eye is just gold and blood. And he, it, 
exhales this breath and you hear this sound in its throat that's Riker and something else and it goes you have to run now and that's where we stop for the weekend oh my god (laughs) (laughs) wait can I try it can I try to say it go for it wait let me lower my volume (laughs) hold on me you're all good buddy no Oh. Riker went. Got it. Apex. All right. And that's <laughs> where we'll end our session for the night. Uh, oh, goodness. Holy cliffhanger. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, it didn't occur to me until you said a bathhouse. And I'm like, wait, why would I be rolling my endurance in a. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I would like to thank the internet and everybody else for showing up this evening as all hell breaks loose. Tune in next week where we get to find out if the angel, the one-armed monk, and the huntress um, can handle um, the fury of Riker Unleashed while their uh, resident regenerating powerhouse is otherwise entangled. Rest just luck. Yeah, the, the feature length, the, the the feature length film, uh, Riker Unchained, will be in theaters this Friday. Yes. <laughs> Next Saturday. Yep. Oh, true. So, did you have the character so, rolled up yet, or? So so long, farewell. farewell. Off feet is night. We love you, Internet. Good night. Good night, guys. Take care. Good night.